This is Film Slub. Welcome to the show. Hey, Slabs. It's good to be back. Thank you for being with us once again. I know it's been a long time, but I've been very busy. I uh, went on a honeymoon. I started a master's program. I had a birthday. All these things going on. Needless to say, I have not had a lot of time. So today we are rounding out our Kevin Smith saga with a double dose of Kevin Smith. We're doing Chase and Amy and Dogma. We start off with our Criterion Cult guys and our friend Ashley Geary, who we've known for a very long time. You'll hear all about that today. Um, At the end of the episode, I talked to Alex Salcido, really good old friend of mine. I promised him he can come back for Dogma, and I wanted to talk to him about Dogma because it's an old movie that goes way back with us in our relationship. It's like a core memory for us, so it's great to wrap it up with that. I'm glad he's here for the last episode of the season. Um, I hope you enjoy this talk. The next season's probably coming soon. I'm going to change the format a little bit, maybe do movie reviews once a week. I'm going to try to keep this going because I really love doing this, and I love that a lot of you have stuck with me through this journey. Sorry it took so long. Um, That's why you're getting double the amount of guests. A lot of voices on here. It's a real good time. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're doing well. I love you all for listening, and it makes my heart full know that i have been thinking of all of you and thanks to everyone who reached out and asked when this episode is dropping it's nice to know that there are concerned parties and it makes my heart warm so with that i hope you enjoy this last episode of season one No, I'll just do an intro by myself. That's what okay. I've been doing. Like, I'll just do the conversation. I'll do the intro by myself. All right. Well, I'll do my own conversation by myself too. Then how about that? <laughs> <laughs> I was. This will be very much. This will be very much in the style of Criterion Cult, though, because one of these movies is in the Criterion Collection. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start with the Criterion film, right? Then Chase and Amy. Yeah, and that's also the first one before Dogma. So he's going in order. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna go in order. But that's true. Yeah, and then uh, so basically we're all just. Disagreeing that Dog was not going to get into anything, right? It shouldn't even deserve a blue. We'll get to that. Maybe, maybe one of us will convince you. <laughs> it, does a, it does have a, it does have a Blu-ray, but it's not worth dying. I that's it's it's a, not like I you're ever a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm sad that it does. All right, okay. Well, let's get started. So, for everyone listening, I'm here again with the Criterion Cult Podcast. Jordan, the Mondo, podcast, the podcast, uh, and we have a, another guest today. Ashley, will you introduce yourself, please? Ashley, Aguirre. I would say who you are and what you do, but I've never been quite clear on that, and I've known you for a long, long time. <laughs> um, I guess well, for the purposes of this podcast, my name is Ashley Aguirre, and I've worked in film and TV marketing for a long time Mm -hmm. and production um yeah i also run a radio station in long beach which one shout out (laughs) which one is it (laughs) public radio um all right let's talk about chase and amy um what i like to do is i like to get started on the show and ask people like what was their first impression of the movie when did this movie first come to you and since you're the newcomer and these guys have done it before What is your first memory of Chasing Amy? (laughs) Well, I think I told you this before this, that this was a Kevin Smith movie I hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. So it was actually my first time watching it. Um, I actually really loved it. I know that there's a lot of conversations around there about uh, about it being problematic or having problematic parts to it. Yeah. But um, I think it was pretty ahead of its time. There's some things that obviously now in a current context you might want to change or... But, like, I think there's a lot of parts 
of it that actually still hold up. Yeah, one of the things you probably want to change is just Kevin Smith. And, and <laughs> just him writing, directing, in it, just all of that. You change it all, and that's pretty, you know, it like, let, me, let me write a female bisexual character no but but that is true it is uh, you know i mean that's why it's in the criterion collection because uh, it's ahead of its time it's true it is i mean it is it has a lot of aspects of it as much as i like to poke fun at it it is probably my favorite kevin smith you know yeah would you say this is your favorite kevin smith that was like the question i wanted to ask is this the best kevin smith movie um it's hard because i mean i'm pretty partial to clerks yeah like nothing has really topped clerks for me and actually, my first Kevin Smith movie was Mallrats. Mm. And so I have like a soft spot for Mallrats. Uh, but I would say that this is... These guys don't have a soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Listen to the episode. <laughs> uh, I would put it in my top three for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was under like, I have this theory, not this theory, but... My stance is like Kevin Smith has never made like a five star movie. If like that, like as subjective as that is, like that's where I stand. Like I don't think he's like ever got where he needed to be or wanted so to. So you haven't seen Jane Silent Bob reboot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I get it because that's ten stars. Yeah. Wow, uh, that's well, the masterpiece. So I wanted to bring a woman on the show. Uh, like. Thank you for inviting me to this sausage fest. But I'd, I'd also say that this is also my fantasy, like three-on-one. Like, you know, I've got every orifice covered uh, since we're talking about You're Kevin sounding Smith. like Kevin Smith right now. It sounds, like, sounds like a scene from Chasing Amy. Yeah, like, yeah, like Jay Mews. Um, well, I will tell you that I text Caesar in watching this back, and I realized I hadn't watched Kevin Smith movies in, like, the last decade. Yeah. And going back for good reason. <laughs> I think I stopped at like Red State. I yeah, think that was like the last. That's where I stopped too. That was yeah. the last one I watched. I mean, that was the reason that I wanted to kind of look back at Kevin Smith movies and reassess them, like at mm-hmm. this age, because I just fell off of them. And he's not really mentioned in like the zeitgeist or anything. You know what I mean? Like he's just like for sure he has like his niche little following, and he has like those comic book shows or whatever. But I, I feel like. I don't know if you look at his career and like the way we felt about him then, like it just seemed like he was like on this trajectory to be something really important. And that just didn't happen. Uh, Cause I think Jason Amy is like a really good uh, starting point to like talk about something like that. Cause I think you said it's ahead of his time and you said something about it being like problematic or something. Mm-hmm. And I think it is problematic, but not in the ways that I thought it would have been upon reassessment. You know what I mean? Well, I was surprised by how formative I realized Kevin Smith was for me. Yeah. And I told you this where I feel like, he might be the reason why I ended up being like such a foul mouth degenerate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I, and I said, you know, like maybe I'm problematic. <laughs> um, uh, so. What about for you two? What was, uh, when did you come to this movie? Did you see it when it came out? I, I saw it twice when it came out. Like me in my, theaters? That's yeah, what I pointed to. Me and my friends him. snuck in. Yeah. Uh, we bought a ticket for something else. And we went to go see Chase and Amy. Were you like already invested in Kevin Smith when this movie came yeah, out? Me and, yeah, me and my friends uh, uh, we were like constantly watching Mallrats and, you know, like, and, you know, like saying the, the dialogue for verbatim when we were watching it. So, yeah, yeah we were ready for Chase and Amy, you know. Yeah, because Mondo's part of the VSQ universe. He's, <laughs> he's been a part of it since it started. Yeah, I'm vulgar. Kevin, right. Kevin Smith doesn't even want him in it anymore. Uh, I mean, for me, it just I honestly came to this pretty late. Um, yeah. I, I saw I had seen Mallrats, Clerks, and stuff, but I, I didn't really see this till I bought it on the Criterion DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I, you know, because I just I was again like as we all were, I was just like into Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is a movie I haven't seen from him. I gotta get it. And I saw it, and I was like, oh man, like this is. When I start my emo band, 
like these these clips I'm gonna have during the the part the beginning part of the songs. <laughs> like, all these clips of Ben Affleck yelling about love. Like these are great. You know what I mean? And that's what I guess that's sort of. Uh, even my first impression of it was that, and that's my last impression of it now. It's still good. I really still, it's probably his best movie, but it's it's his best movie in terms of that he, uh, I mean, okay, so he, he's like, uh, he, it, he takes he takes a long time to introduce uh, Jay and Silent Bob, so he has like some restraint, some restraint. Yeah. Uh, he still has to introduce him, and they still have to be some part of it, which I feel like in this, you know, in, in a rewatch is just sort of like, eh. I would have just liked to just see the regular, just the love story you were telling without these two fucking idiots that you need to have, like, all the time. Like, yeah, you just no, need to have That scene is pretty good. That's, like, a pivotal, pivotal scene in the whole In the film. diner? But, yeah. but it doesn't that have to be the whole have, film. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be them telling him that. It doesn't have to be <laughs> Silent Bob. That's a good... Silent Bob. Yeah, it does. Speaks and tells him that. I think that works for the... Okay, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's just, it, it just to me, it's like I'm sorry, someone's shit in your cereal. Jordan. That's, that's, why, that's why, like those. That's You're why most motherfucker. That's that's like Kevin Smith's problem is that that's all he knows how to do is just pull that out of his ass. He's just he like, does. oh, I don't know. And what, we'll, yeah, we'll, I don't know what else to do. So let's just have Jane and the Bob say some fucking foul shit and like just be like. But I mean, you know, he has you know? that story about like you know. Uh, I mean, Silent Bob has the whole story about chasing Amy. I also feel know? like he probably sure. and not he feeling probably, at this time he probably felt like he owed it to his fans for like these guys to show up yeah. in every fucking and movie. And feeling inadequate, you know, like that's the whole thing about this. Yeah, he owed it to Mondo, and that's why he's so upset about me bringing this up. Because he, yeah, you're a view askew guy. You always, you always have been. <laughs> Ashley, what were the aspects? That's just that, a funny thing to call. What were the aspects that like surprised you the most <laughs> watching it again? We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think what stood out to me is that I think about how, like, nerd culture is so embedded in films now. Yeah. And going back and watching this made me realize that Kevin Smith was a big part of kind of changing that in the 90s, like Mm -hmm. opening at at Comic-Con and having that dialogue, like when, uh, what's his name, Uh, Hooper X, Mm -hmm. like that whole, that whole scene is like my favorite scene of the entire film. (laughs) Uh, When he calls Darth Vader a Nubian god, I was just like, yes, yes. And like that whole rant about it. And I'm just like, no one really talked like that yeah in films like and so as like being someone who was into like comic books as a kid and doing that like it just i feel like that's why it connected with me so much then and even now like seeing it in retrospect i see that that's kind of his contribution and pushing forward that but i think a lot of movies did that in the 90s yeah it's pretty interesting that you have these reference points in chasing me like a comic convention Mm -hmm. like nobody probably recognized that setting or Mm -hmm. like the references that like in the beginning of that and it's like the inter- inker debate yeah it's hilarious. interesting to me that it takes place there yeah. and um it's like this this love story but that's like saturated with the nerd mm-hmm. culture and it's a reference uh, like it's several references that a lot of people would like miss then you know mm-hmm. um i don't know if he did i don't know yeah he probably did a lot for nerd culture but like i feel like it didn't blow up to like twilight and shit <laughs> yeah well i remember i used to go to comic-con a lot and i remember when it changed yeah like First one, like, Iron Man came out. And mm-hmm. then when Twilight happened, like, I was there that year when, like, some woman, like, ran across the street and got ran over. I don't know if you know this story. But it was, she like, got the... ran over by Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> she got hit by a car. So it was, like, at Hall H, and, like, that's, like, the big hall where all the big shit happens. I don't know if any of you guys ever went to Comic-Con. But, um... Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I remember the smells. Yeah. Like seeing that change. So it's kind of nice going back and seeing that and having like those memories of what that was like. 
before like all the big movie studios kind of came about and kind of inserted themselves into those those spaces yeah i mean it was a really special thing to see everybody like fly their freak flag (laughs) in that really specific way that they knew that people weren't watching you know what i mean like I, i feel like a nerd placed in any other setting would might be self-conscious or not like really just like be themselves uh but that was a place where you can do that you can just like dress up as whatever the fuck you wanted and everything everybody else was into that that's been kind of ruined that's been stained for life you know well i I was also like thinking about how like he just took so much freedom to push certain actors that he wanted in there i was reading that i guess miramax wanted to have um I know John Stewart was supposed to be in there. I forgot who the lead was supposed to be, but also Drew Barrymore was supposed to play Alyssa. Yeah. Um, but he like really fought them on that. So we should talk about this cast. Let's have the Ben Affleck conversation. <laughs> Go Chief. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you have like you you have like uh, Scorsese, De Niro. You have um, oh, Kevin Smith, Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> these great, <laughs> these uh, these composers and these uh, these great artists that they they compose uh, through these uh, totally different roles. I mean, we've, Affleck played a totally different guy in every Kevin Smith movie <laughs> he's ever been in. Uh, no, I, Affleck's uh, actually okay. I actually don't mind Affleck and, I, um, and, and I Chase and Amy. Affleck. Yeah, yeah, he's um, all, all, everybody. I think is really good, um, especially in Chasing Amy. Even though I don't care for, you know. Uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, they're they're not as wacky in that that mm-hmm. scene. They're at least trying to be something. I feel like he so tried, everyone's fine. He tried to pull it back a little after Mallrats what he did. To them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Which thank God. is fucking awful. Yeah, but uh, especially um, sorry, Mondo. Because uh, obviously it's like in that. It's, I'm glad it wasn't Drew Barrymore um, because even though it is in that sort of. Uh, um, I can kind of well, see Drew Barrymore, but but you know, Joey Laurie Adams yeah, is just Joy, like so yeah, quintessentially like '90s, like she yes, was, and and also she's, 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 she's like perfect. She's like indie '90s, like yeah. real indie '90s, not yeah. like Drew Barrymore indie '90s, yeah. like real indie '90s. Yeah. And she's also works better in those like over dramatic scenes where she's just like yelling "fuck you" at Ben Affleck mm-hmm. like thirty times, yeah, and like just like punching him in the chest. And he's just like standing there, like staring at her, like you know, like I, I Drew Barrymore. I don't think would have worked for those like really dramatic scenes, you also know. And Kevin's she's a good actress. I, I don't mind Drew Barrymore at all. I'm not trying to say yeah. she's bad. I just think like, um, I think she's yeah, okay. Joy Lauren Adams like just works like especially because of again, she is just it, you when you watch this movie, you just get that vibe. It's like seeing Parker Posey in something, right? You yeah. just understand that that's that time. Like it's like a time capsule, yeah. you know. Well, and Kevin also, Smith was also banging Joey. Yeah, I know. Well, I was just like, oh. Yeah. This movie yeah have, I didn't like, know that. Uh, well, I mean, I guess. Well, that's why he wrote this movie, because he felt inadequate to her, like, you know, being, like, mm-hmm. so, like, uh, you know, like, more sexually, like, prowess and experience yeah. and all that stuff. And, like, he was just I, I think this it was guy from Red, Red Bank, New Jersey. You Which, know, like, like, might make this movie, if you think about it, like, problematic, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells the story on The Night of Kevin Smith is that, like, he was dating Joey Laura Adams. He... She told him all the stories about like traveling. Like she went to Bali when she was younger or something, and he couldn't like handle like yeah. that she had this experience. It wasn't even like, you know, sexual per se. Mm-hmm. And like he couldn't handle it. So it's kind of it's kind of like he's he's co-opting this like story of like lesbianism and stuff like that mm-hmm. to tell his own story, mm-hmm. which which is kind of like the balls, the balls, you know. Uh, and yes, it's important because these stories weren't being told at the time. I mean, yes, there's movies. Well, for Caesar, sure. uh, he's a white man, so let him do what he wants. <laughs> he can him, speak. He can let speak. Let him plant his flag. He, he can speak all of our stories for all of us, please. <laughs> Kevin Smith, tell uh, make a movie about Mexicans, please. <laughs> uh, no, but I. 
I get what you're saying, but I, I think it's like, well, you know, it's funny because it is like, I, yeah, it's problematic, but at the same time, at least it gave us some good art. Yeah. Right? Because all of his other shit is not coming from anything. Mallrats, what does that come? Uh, that comes from him taking a shit and farting. You know what I mean? Like, there is no, <laughs> like uh, I mean, except Clerks. I mean, Clerks comes from something else. That's like actual art. But, but everything else is not really... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I like that it comes from at least something. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just him be like, hmm, I think I'll just write this, like, uh, this lesbian story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll be, it'll, it's the 90s. People will love it, yeah. you know? It, it feels more so like it really comes from a place of, like, from him. So that's why when I watch it, I'm just like, oh, okay, I want to, like, like, ugh, Kevin Smith. But it, it does feel like it's like, oh, like, this really feels like, uh, like, yeah, his best movie because it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's his soul. It's like the only movie you have ever seen him put his soul out on film yeah you know what i mean i mean it does feel extremely personal but i think he's an ex-corsese is what i'm saying (laughs) i think this movie works better than movies that come movies of his that are previous to this because this is like his first movie that has like a full character arc like ben affleck like makes this like Mm -hmm. really believable character arc in it and i think ben affleck in general kind of just elevates his material i think ben affleck is like really good in this for sure yeah yeah Mm -hmm. he definitely elevates the material uh Everybody in this movie elevates this material. I no, I mean, seriously. Because, I mean, it's not... It, it, it can go, like, a certain way, and it can go to, like, the kind of, like, cheesy, like, dumb, like, 90s, like, goofy comedy. Uh-huh. And there is, like, sort of aspects of that, obviously. But because everyone is, like, really so good in their roles, especially, like, Jason Lee, I feel like, everyone here is, like, really doing the job of creating like a, a three-dimensional character yeah. that it never veers into that because it feels like it's like oh a real interaction between people you know what i mean it doesn't feel like yeah. mall rats where everyone's just like some wacky Ooh, i just walked in and blah 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 yeah like everything feels like a real person like you know what i mean even yeah. even at kevin the smith invented the pronoun game <laughs> <laughs> well i also think about like <laughs> looking at him is as- that your only is that the only thing you contribute to this conversation <laughs> Yep. Sorry, Ashley. Go ahead. I was he interrupted. Say, as a as a filmmaker too, I feel like when we look back at people and say that they're problematic or have are short sighted in certain areas, like I think we can only ever tell the stories that we knew or know. And I feel like he told that story from like the only place he knew how. It would yeah. have been nice if like maybe yeah. he had a script supervisor who like maybe was a woman or no, not back then. Not <laughs> you know, times. like back then. But yeah, like, maybe the catering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the catering. <laughs> I would not completely shit on this movie. I think there's very important things about it. Of course, yeah, yeah. One thing that I will harp on over and over again about Kevin Smith is like his sex positivity, and I think a lot of the way that I view sexuality and sex comes from this movie, like specifically from this movie. Like I carry a lot of things, like that com- conversation they she has in bed after like they fucked for the first time, and she talks to him about like not closing off any opportunity for love and like how yeah. like man or woman or whatever. Yeah, like, this is the first time I heard of fisting too. <laughs> But that shit is like sticks with me, you know. It, it stuck with me for sure. Like for sure, I passed off some of those lines as my own when people were like not able to Google what the fuck yeah. I just said. Oh, absolutely. And that was another. I guess that's another thing about Kevin Smith, right? Is that we all just used his lines as like mm-hmm. philosophy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, you know, that's that's that was my philosophy. philosopher, philosopher, philosophizer. I don't know, dude. That's why I'm just stone, just because of Kevin Smith. I'm stone right now. <laughs> Because of fucking this movie. Because I want a backwards hat like Jason Lee. <laughs> I want to be called Banky. Uh, uh, those names too, Holden and Banky. Like that starts. Yeah, like... it's like such like a when you know what I mean. Like if I, I think about that in terms of because I can relate to that, right? If when I was like the age that I was watching those movies, I would have wrote 
a fucking movie with those names as the characters. Yeah. Been like, oh, that's sick. Like, What's so, wrong with Holden? Well, it, it's nothing wrong, but it's so much. Like, it's obviously, Banky, Holden Caul- Banky, Caulfield. I get. Uh, yeah, from Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, it's like, obviously where's Banky from. White Banky. He's also from Catcher in the Rye. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are both names from, from from that book. You see what I mean? Yeah. And you I would have done that. You see because, what I mean? <laughs> because I would have exactly because I would have thought that was cool. I'm like, oh, sick! Like people are not going to get this reference. Like, <laughs> I read, I read like I'm the only teenager book. who's ever read Catcher in the Rye. Like, there was only one book at school, so I know I'm the only one who read it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, and so yeah, the, but I mean, it's it's fine. But yeah, you're right. It, like you look back at that and you're like, like I would have done that. Yeah. That's a lot of Kevin Smith though. You're, where you're just like, oh man, like. I could have written that script better probably when I was like in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least kind of had more sense. But I don't think Chasing Amy has that too much. You're going to shove a lot of credit over there. <laughs> You're right. And only because we're talking about Kevin Smith. Anybody else that would not. Makes feel real big. Huh? Uh, it's okay. I, uh, it the does. Fir- the it first does. script I ever wrote. It really wrote, does, unfortunately. The first script I ever wrote, I was just like, I think I wrote Memento. It was before I saw Memento. And I was just like, yeah. Christopher Nolan. I, I got I got it. I think, I think Jason Lee is really fucking good in this movie, too. He had his mentioned Yeah, he, he won an Independent Spirit Award for he's, Best Supporting Actor. He's just like a brace of his hell. He's not afraid to be hated. He he's he basically plucked his character from Mallrats, mm-hmm. but just like kind of like turned this perspective on it. You know what I mean? Because he's definitely the hero in Mallrats, and this mm-hmm. one he's just like a piece of shit. Like he turned yeah. up the anger in this one. You know, he, like, he turned up the anger, but he was just like more raw with his language and his emotions. Like he feels like a a real person. Like it's not like they're trying to avoid any type of conversation. Mm-hmm. And like even some of the stuff he's saying, I'm sure it was problematic even then. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be that. He's supposed to be that racist yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's literally like a troll. Yeah. yeah the fact that like part. Jason Lee. Yeah, Archie wasn't fucking Mr. Weatherby. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Jason like, Lee guy, like yes, jumps into yeah, it that, is like that, really yeah. really something and, like. And that's the nerd we love. You know. Uh, yes, especially and that, now. And that, that's so funny because that is like what that that whole scene about like where he's just like, oh you know like archie was archie was gay yeah. and he's just so like no <laughs> i'm gonna get these comic books and i'm gonna show you that he wasn't yeah. like that's such like a yeah that's like a certain type of like nerd that exists now completely where it's just like no little mermaid isn't black no, <laughs> i'm gonna show you <laughs> I'm gonna show you that she's not. Look, look at all the research. <laughs> draw, draw a fucking intersection. It's, it's like a grown man with a beard and a backwards hat. Be like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, that's that's really funny. Even though, like, you know, at, at the time, he was sort of like not not a, like someone I looked up to, but sort of like I really like like that anger. That anger was attractive when you're a young person. Yeah, you just sort of like his sort of. Just the way he just says what he wants to say. Even though what he's saying is stupid and, yeah, and you don't want to say that. He wasn't a phony, right? Yes, he was never a phony. He was always just himself. It I didn't mean, matter. Maybe well, that's I think that's point. just like the young ego, too. And of like course. Looking back on it, yeah. it's like such... His films are so full of like cis white male pontification. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere. And like that's that's another thing that stood out to me, too. Is just like, oh yeah, this is why I had those behaviors too at certain times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. White male behavior. White male cis behavior. Yeah. Uh, like Kevin I, carry, Smith. I carry myself with the confidence of a white man. <laughs> Kevin Smith just like a whole Kevin Smith made a whole generation of like Mexican Americans just act like cis white men. It's I, insane. I talked about this with Alex. Like Kevin Smith is just like he's the creator of the incel. Like that's where like I thought yeah, that too. I mean, yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean for the most part. Yeah. Like I mean not the creator, but definitely like a or it's like, yeah. it's like this certain kind of branch of it, right? It's not 
not like the obviously Banky is not like a right wing psychopath who like really but he, hates I think women. he would be though you know he what I mean would be, like I guess like into like today he would be for because sure that is a really funny like conflict to have right where you're just like look man I don't want you dating anybody because she's had more sex than you <laughs> and uh, then you're gonna go get heartbroken and I have to hear about it like we let's just hang out like just don't like you know just don't do it like that's his whole like thing and he's so mad about yeah. like just him having a relationship he's just like Ugh, I'm gonna sulk like outside well, because he, he likes him he's yeah. like that's his friendship that oh, that's why, the whole like okay, art so, between the, well, that's so the struggle is, between no I, I understand that of course but that is such a like an immature thing so okay so he obviously is in love with him is what you're saying I think so. I mean, he's afraid to lose that friendship. I think it's like, he, I mean, Kevin Smith takes it to the extreme to make him, oh yeah, Banky's gay or whatever, which is fine right. or whatever, but just to make I it like goofy. Just, yeah, a little bit, maybe. And, and sort of, in order to ease into that, as opposed to just really seriously talk about it. You know, it's just sort of making like a goofy I, thing. Yeah, he kind of like, you know, like he wasn't mature enough to realize that best friends have that kind of same relationship but it's not sexual and then yeah. the whole ending brings it to the you know where oh yeah we should all have sex with each other and they're all like no you're a fucking idiot you know? <laughs> yeah. so you and know. that's just like ben affleck like on a tuesday <laughs> talking to j-lo and the maid he's yeah. like we should just have sex with each other <laughs> so there's a lot of sexual I'll get, the, I'll get the duncan you guys be ready <laughs> he also has that weird shit where he pulls out horse porn again like he has like these weird <laughs> that's just fucking you know. tendency well, okay, and that yeah and that does sort of lean into like the whole the whole like uh incel thing too yeah. it's just like this weird dude who's just like stuck in like in this weird like black hole of like weirdness and he just like yeah and he's just like the only way that i could have sex is if the girl has no head you know he's like a weird guy like that i, I mean, just like sometimes you just like a girl with a horse <laughs> See, and that's why you're part of the USQ yeah. universe. I mean, this, Mon- is, why, this Mon- is why we needed you here. Yeah, they just need, I, we just need the creep factor. You know, Crumb, Daniel Klaus, all oh that shit. God. You know, it's just bringing it to the forefront. And <laughs> We need it? We need it. Uh, yeah, and now it's, now it's like, wave your freak flag, Caesar, let's do it. All right. uh, you know, this like, is uh, not a, something that's now endorsed it's okay. by the Criterion Cult Now it's okay Cold to Pod. like a woman with a horse, you know? The, the Criterion Cult Pod as a whole does not endorse that statement. It's just a Mondo statement. Spotify does not endorse that statement. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. I wanted to add because you talked about Kevin Smith being so sex positive. Yeah. Which going back and watching him now, like the slut shaming gets to me, and like the numbers thing. The numbers thing. Yeah. Oh, like, like from Clerks. Yeah. Because it's like he's just so concerned with that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he's always been concerned with that. That's why yeah. he wrote this movie because <laughs> Joey Lauren was like so much more, you know, like yeah. had more experience than him. But I feel like, still, like his and, reaction. And that's one of those male things to be like, you know, a little boy about and be yeah. like, yeah. oh, and be angry. And about. And that's the like, thing. I think know? Dante's reaction in Clerks is not meant to see, be seen as like a positive thing. Like yeah. his reaction to like 37. Yeah. It's meant to be seen as like childish. That's like, this guy's yeah. stupid, you know? Which is like what makes uh, Clerks like so effective in that way is that like he's a man boy, like he's failing, you know, and you feel yeah. that and you like feel that failing with him, you know. Um, so when Dante or Randall calls him out at the end of the movie, like mm-hmm. that fucking hits, you know. I don't think there's like really like a character arc because I feel like they're kind of the same people at the end of that movie. Like they're yeah. just going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like all of Clerks 2. Yeah. Have you seen Clerks 7? It's on Amazon or it's streaming on Instagram live right now. Uh, they're, they're the same people. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how to talk about Hooper X. <laughs> I loved his character. <laughs> do you? What do you? Well, I okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it is it is Kevin Smith, the white guy, sort of doing this kind of like thing. Yeah. But I sort of get it, right? He just like he had a friend 
who was a person of color who was like, oh, like, I don't, you know, he's just a dumb white guy. I don't know how to write just a regular role for you. So let me give you the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't really fault him for it for that time. Like, I'll fault him for all kinds of shit. Yeah. But I wouldn't fault him for that. I, I don't think he has any kind of like... You know, like, I don't think he was racist or anything like that or, like, any, like, no, prejudice or, or like, something. No, 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 but you know what I mean? Like, where people might think that, like, because they'll look back at that and see that. I mean, I like, wish they you know? made, really made that comic, White Hayden Coon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, like, a good thing. Yeah. We need that. I mean, fuck Black Panther. We need White Hayden Coon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kevin Feige, you heard it. <laughs> get this in the, in the verse. Stanley's rolling in his grave. <laughs> I think the scene in the record shop might be... That was the original title for <laughs> Black Panther, actually. But his but, point you know. about... Like, Hooper's point about, like... Uh, my favorite line about from Hooper is when he says, like, ugly's ugly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's some realness. So it, like, breaks it down. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that I think is interesting about this movie. And I think, the like, the one thing that I can point out as, like, doesn't fall right with me now... It's that like it's the fantasy of the pretty lesbian, <laughs> because I, she gets the part. Like I'm, I'm down for her. Like making up her mind. Yeah, she's like sex positive. She can fuck whoever she wants. She says that clearly. Like, yeah. w- what's like you know turning a lesbian straight? Sure, male fantasy. But the fact that she's in a fucking room with like these like ugly lesbians and they're all mad at her for like not being a like proper lesbian. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like it's the fantasy of like this pretty lesbian. Like there's a right way to be a lesbian and all these are like man hating lesbians and they're ugly. Oh, I you mean, know? there's yeah, that yeah, four way yeah. street where there's Santa Claus, the Easter bunny, the... <laughs> which is another, like that's another thing. You know what I mean? And the, and the you know, I won't say again but, that, know. that pretty, a pretty sick little kind of like intro. Like if you had a, like a cool emo song about breaking up with a girl, and you had it cool, like you just have that in that, that four way bunny thing. <laughs> and then the song comes in, and you're just like, Yeah, fucking these girls are dumb. How <laughs> <laughs> well, dare are they? <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. Uh yeah, that yeah, that is pretty funny. Like, yeah, it's just like a bunch of like uh yeah, that that's so it, it's it's just like why is it that Ben Affleck's love is just like the Joey Lauren Adams, but then every other sort of lesbian that he shows in the film is like it's not like her <laughs> yes it's not exactly like her i don't you want to say ugly that's rude no no you said that you said it earlier uh but you know i retract it you know i don't I mean, know but that's before like really in the culture you had all the different terminologies like high femme yeah. lesbians like mm-hmm. butch lesbians so like looking at it in context too it's like that language didn't really exist i even think yeah. about like how bisexuality wasn't even really talked about much in the 90s it was either your lesbian or gay where like Mm -hmm. now we have conversations about sexual fluidity well i guess that's supposed to be a thing right she's bi so that's why she looks like that i excuse it let it let you know that's the thing (laughs) but uh, the court lets it (laughs) the court will let it slip that's the thing like it it feels like the movie is sending the message like she's too pretty to like be like full lesbian sure yeah 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 right i don't think i got that from it i just get that it's also because like i know a lot of really hot lesbians yeah yeah you know but I think that's like that's the message that I get from this movie. Just the the, the the like the world that he surrounds her with, you know what I mean? And the fact that like she's the only person in that group that looks like that, you know? Like that's what I get. That's like the one scene where I'm just like, hmm, this is kind of sus the way he sets this up. Mm-hmm. And they're the way that they're like really disappointed of like, oh, another one bites the dust. <laughs> it's just like, fuck, yeah. you know? 
Um, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Kevin Smith has his finger on the pulse of how lesbians hang out and talk to each other. I'm sure they all just go, another one bites the dust and just flip through a magazine. It's also not believable to me that they didn't know that they were in a fucking gay bar in the beginning. Yeah. That scene where he's working is pretty creepy, where, he, where she starts singing the song where she gets up on the stage. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, I was really excited to oh, see. Oh, yeah. You're uh, talking but, about Ben Affleck? Yeah. When he's doing that little yeah. dance yeah. with his <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that was like, um, okay, so I guess if we had to do a vote, okay, sorry, I'm not going to, I don't mean to cut you off really quick. No, go ahead. You can continue right now, but I guess, right, we're all we're all in agreement that we're voting that's uh, the horniest Ben Affleck ever been. <laughs> yes? Yes, that, I, okay. love that. I love that scene. Okay. I love like that scene too. I fucking love okay, that scene. Okay, sorry, keep going. Just like the little <laughs> shuffle over. Yeah, and yeah. Banky's reaction to the whole thing is just amazing. It's like, the it's to cap it off, it just makes it hilarious. <laughs> Um, the, oh, the only thing I was going to say, like, uh, uh, Guinevere Turner, or yeah, writer this, of American Psycho, uh-huh. she introduces her on there, like, oh, when really? she oh, comes up oh. to sing. Oh, okay. Like, she's That's in the movie, her? so I was yeah. excited to see certain cameos, too. Oh, nice. Ah, okay. I actually really like that performance, too, of that yeah. song. That stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, waiting for Joey's mixtape, too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is one of the movies, one of the first movies that I saw and understood like, oh, that's an indie movie. (laughs) I think maybe it's the film grain or something. But um, I have caught myself doing that Ben Affleck dance like unintentionally, like when I was drunk or something, just like really feeling something. (laughs) We've all been there. Um, So how many times have you got kicked out for that? (laughs) (laughs) They just pointed a sign and says, don't do the Ben Affleck dance from Chasing Amy. Girls are creeped out. It's the goatee that's that a makes good it work. That should be in something. <laughs> I also really enjoy their conversation when they're on the swings because he's like so. It's like so. Yeah, honest. didn't you hear me earlier about it? Honest, like honest is in his naive naivety. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, it's like a really honest. Like it's it's just like it's Kevin Smith saying like, yeah, I'm this stupid and this needs to be explained to me. And, right. and most men at the time were that too. They were that stupid. You know what I mean? Like they, we, were all, we were all that. Yeah. <laughs> still are. We we're all literally that just like on a swing, literally like fucking just going, uh, like, uh, so what happens uh, if you fist somebody? Or, you know, just like, <laughs> shit. like just being like a dumb idiot. And that, that, I guess that's another good thing about like watching this is that it doesn't feel like in the way that, uh, like, Again, like why? Because the performances are so good that it doesn't ever feel like it's just outdated in that sense. Where mm-hmm. it feels like he's like telling you to be like an ignorant person and to be some goofy ass like Vince yeah. Vaughn like guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's really just being like, oh no, no no, Ben Affleck is like stupid. Like, yeah, he, he's well, an that's ignorant. for that's for the audience. Like it's yeah. to explain it all to us. We're we're holding, you know. Like we're the stupid guys. Like that's yeah, why yeah. he's the character. But I mean, that's you know, that's why he's yeah. explaining it to us. Yeah, I'm he's using him as a vehicle to ask the questions. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know. no, I know. But it, it, I'm saying, but when you watch it as a young person, that's not what I'm watching it as. I'm watching it as like, oh, this is what I. Oh yeah, I want to be that. Like I think that's cool. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. right. Like, like what? Like yeah, you dumb broad. Like, what about this? Like you know, it's more <laughs> of that where you're not like you know where it's not. That's not what you're supposed to like. You're not supposed to take that from that, but I'm saying that when you're younger, you sort of do. You don't really take yeah. it as what it really is, yeah. like that mm-hmm. that growth of it. That that there, you're not supposed to speak to people like that. Yeah. Uh, I thought you're still calling. No, dumb, I, that was their example. Broads. I used to say that back in the day. That's how old I was. Like, that listen to me, <laughs> oh, listen to me, I mean, what, what I like about him doing that is that 
a lot of guys are actually afraid to ask those questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think about the scene, too, where Banky is sitting at the bar with Alyssa. I love that scene. And, like, they're exchanging, like, <laughs> the war <Jaws> stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... It, to me, I, I mean, I like him doing that because it's... I've... Like, I think every dude thinks about those things, but just is, like, too afraid for sure. to ask. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's kind of refreshing to see that yeah. in there. Yeah, it's, like, this, like, dumb idea that, like, most guys are, like, they're just, like, oh, man, like, uh, girls aren't sexual, so I can't be sexual, yeah. like, talk to them sexually or, yeah. like, be, like, anything around them. They're, they're, they're too fragile. They're too scared of it. Yeah, it is that. Like, I especially, like, being younger, that's sort of, like, my... That was my mentality. Like, oh, they wouldn't... They can't handle this crazy sexuality. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> We're just like, that's the dumbest thing. Well. It's, awesome. <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just a dumb little boy. Like, you know what I, Yeah, yeah. That, for sure, that that is, like, a cool yeah. thing to, like, yeah. display. Also, that the, conversation yeah. that they have is probably pretty subversive for the time. Like, talking yeah. about even yeah, pussy. For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm and pretty I'm sure, sure many a young boy watched that and is, and is like, I'm informed now. Oh, I understand. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, it stopped men from asking questions. Actually, <laughs> like, they're, they're, I know they're, it. I know all the answers. Show me the way. Yeah. I just, I just like walk into a bedroom with a notebook full of Kevin Smith quotes and be like, uh, <laughs> I'm on the scene uh, from. Uh, <laughs> this is what I gotta say. This is what I gotta do. All right. <laughs> this is what Banky did. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Kevin Smith. Thanks. Uh, you ruined all my relationships. <laughs> when they finally get to the scene where Ben Affleck tells her that he's into her, and Joey Lauren Adams explains that like she's fucking gay, I think that's like super powerful. Which is like, which like fucking kind of kills me that she goes running to him mm-hmm. right after that. Which is like. Yes, I, it works for the movie. I do like the movie in whole, but the fact that that scene probably like meant a lot to people who are like in that position watching this, thinking this is like a gay piece of cinema, and being like, "Yeah, she just stood up for herself. Yeah. Yes, I'm fucking gay. Like, yes, this is who I am." And that must have been like powerful. Mm-hmm. To like two seconds later, she comes running back to him in the fucking rain. Like, I just imagine like how yeah, disappointing, you just, how yeah. fucking disappointing that must have been for it, somebody it, watching this movie in a theater. You know what I mean? Exactly. I because like... and then you hear snoochies in the background. <laughs> Boochies. <laughs> yeah, take it with the greatest thought because we are watching a Kevin no, no, Smith movie. No, absolutely. Like that that is sort of true that 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 is um but uh, you are right, it works for the movie, but it is sort of like a weird like a uh, period to put on that. She should have like left. And maybe she comes back like later, but like she shouldn't have, have like came back in that time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't know. I mean I that scene stood out to me a lot, obviously. I think it's, like, one of the big emotional cores of the entire film. But yeah, like, she's really good in it, I think. But I, same, like, I was disappointed when it's, like, you have such a great written scene. Like, I think that's one of the best written scenes in the whole film. Yeah. But then just to have her run back. But I also think about how, like, that does push, like, the conversation around, like, by uh, and by identities because those weren't being talked about. And, yeah. like, I'm someone who, like, identifies as queer internally i don't talk about it a lot yeah but um i think that stood out to me and kind of like the reasoning for it and there's like a really beautiful scene i think you talked about it earlier where she talks about being open to a person and like that's what i've always thought is really beautiful about being bi is that like you're looking for like a person you're looking for a connection it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if it's a man or a woman so like yes i was disappointed but i think when i look at it as a whole i Mm -hmm. look at how it could have been really powerful for people who were like exploring both sides and didn't have a term for it. Like, yeah. You know, there is some by visibility. It, in it that. also opened a door for other people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. 
I also like the end of this movie. I like that they don't end up together. It's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> I hated the ending. Did you? Why? Well, not like I like that they don't end up together, but you know, the the scene at the end with like the threesome is just oh that like, that yeah that part of it. What in, what don't you like about that scene? <laughs> um, come back to it. That they don't have the threesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted the devil's triangle. Yeah. She, thought I, she thought, I thought I was going to see Jason Lee and Ben Affleck naked. <laughs> Not a single. Severely disappointed. Like I, I, I'm pretty much saying my own thing. That's what I wanted. Yeah, to it could have happened, but they could have still not ended up together. It was fine. Yeah, I just would have been nice to see it yeah. for sure. Just see how they interacted. You know, they're good actors. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. See the chemistry between the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> you like the ending. Yeah, I do like the ending. Who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, who doesn't? Okay, look, I don't <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm just joking. Because <laughs> that's not the ending. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? But no, 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 that's not the that's ending, like the, though. The, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not the real ending. Because yeah. you said that you like that they don't end up with the, yeah. with each other. That's pretty much the ending. That that's what I mean by that. I mean, I love that scene where he's proposing in threesome because of like the the embarrassment and the aggravation and just yeah. like it yeah. makes you tense up. Makes you yeah. fucking clench your ass cheeks for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like all their I like their reaction, like Jason Lee's and uh, Joey Lauren Adams' reactions to it. Is yeah, like, she's great. What in the that fuck scene. is like wrong yeah. with you? You know, like that's the little boy answer that he's been the whole time. You know, it's just like, oh, let's all play together. <laughs> you she's know? so good in that scene. I think just watching it and seeing her acting in that, and just like her face when she's looking at him, like she looks like so pained. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and yeah, she slaps him. She sees it coming through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, don't say yeah, it. Yeah, and when he finally it. says it, like, it, she breaks. But you see it building yeah. through that whole scene yeah. with her on her face. Yeah. It's fucking good. Okay, don't hate the ending. Just, you know, <laughs> but yeah, what, what, what I'm what, saying, especially when yeah. she's just like, Argo, fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. She slaps him. She's like, I'm not your fucking whore. No, she says, Argo, fuck yourself. Well, she also... said, "This is not your town. We will hunt you." Well, you were talking shit. about like the incel vibes earlier, and there's a part where he tells her, "Like you've done this before. Like why wouldn't you do it for me?" Like that, that, that was really fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. That's it's also. A it's it's up also thing a good thing that she didn't. Yes, it doesn't end that she yeah. just be's like she's just like oh you know what this makes sense Ben Affleck yeah. Holden uh, I'll just do this for you so we can experience it together and they, like yeah yeah because it literally is just like that for being like oh like come on you did it before baby like, <laughs> I got my homie right here you can't do He's it now down. we're just right here in my pad we're all sad and shit but why not <laughs> like, you've been crying <laughs> like, we're all emotionally fucking fucked but let's go like come on like yeah that's yeah because yeah. it, it could have turned into that kind of like really like oh shit like mm-hmm. it just turns like yeah like a vince i don't know yeah, like cringy it could have been cringy but yeah. it doesn't it handles it pretty well you know? yeah yeah it, it doesn't turn into like it like it's it's not vince vaughn or something like that's vince what vaughn. well you know what i mean that's like that, it feels like a vince vaughn movie like where that would go if it goes that way it's a vince vaughn movie you know what yeah. i mean yeah like we're Vin- like they're all just like Vince Vaughn just ends and like they're just like sleeping on Vince Vaughn. He just like does like a shoulder shrug. Like <laughs> honestly, Vince Vaughn would have talked all of them into it. <laughs> exactly, that's what I mean. Would have like Olin didn't have that confidence, you know. 
<laughs> I said Vegas, baby, Vegas. Hey, uh, hey, what do you guys think about Vince Vaughn as Holden uh, and Chase and Amy? Skinny Vince Vaughn, swingers. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. singer. Like that would have been a whole. That would have been a whole different movie. Well, and I only say that not because of uh, the way he looks, but just because yeah. his acting was better at that time when he was like, well, I guess not, because he's been doing these newer movies that he's good in. Yeah, but he's too, like, goofy dumb. I feel like Ben yeah. Affleck plays, like, good, like, convincing dumb. Like, uh, Yeah, I guess you're right. I feel That's like true. when Vince Vaughn plays dumb, it's too funny. Okay. You know? And I think true. what's interesting about his character, too, is that, like, when you first see him, you could tell that he's someone who's, like, well-read. Yeah. Like, like even when he's talking to... Um, God, the guy, I forget the guy who's having him sign the, the book, but... Oh, yeah, he Ethan Soupley. Soup, yeah. Soupley. He, he right. references, like, Hamlet, like, in that. And yeah. so it's like you're, you're, you have so this guy set So that's saying up. Kevin Smith is well-read, which is <laughs> true, you know, but, you know. Yeah. Well, it's saying that people with goatees are well-read. <laughs> they both had goatees. He was getting ready well, for he read, uh, Shakespeare in Love. He read Catcher in the Rye, that's <laughs> for know? sure. That's, yes. But I think uh-huh. it's something to, to think about, like, being well-read versus experience, and I think, like, that's kind of the range you see uh, with his you. character, is, like, that he starts off as this person who's, like, well-read that you would think is, like, woke and all these right. things, but yeah, ultimately, yeah. like... Typical liberal. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> just like, oh, this guy knows what's up. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, he's a racist. He was just reading the script for Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why you guys don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, yeah, that, that is pretty... That That is a good, like, look at that. That Yeah, yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, he's like, he seems like he's, like, open. He's going to be down yeah. for these things. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, no, he's just a regular fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> just a closed-off, sad yeah. little boy. <laughs> uh, and that's the name of this. Uh, that's but the I name mean, of clo- our podcast. Closed off, sad but, little boy. I mean, Kevin, so Kevin Smith wrote that, and that's that's pretty. You're like not giving him the credit for that. I know for this, actually. he deserves credit for this movie. I think this is. I'm his... saying for this, I did for this. Did I not? Oh. Say the scenes are fucking know. tight in this movie. Like the the yeah. scene when they're at the hockey game, and that's he's why like, I said that I, this is the only time I've, we've ever seen his soul oh, on tight on the like screen. a pair of fi- Chinese finger cuffs. Yeah, that scene at the hockey game is like fucking <laughs> tense. Like the way it builds and yeah, plays off is, is like yeah. That's the only tension that Kevin Smith has ever built in a film. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, especially even like the idea to like do like it like kind of handheld in that scene, like kind of moving it around with them and stuff yeah like it's like he made choices he never yeah. makes any fucking choices like any cinematic choices for anything mm-hmm. and here that's why i said like earlier that uh that's the only time i've ever seen his soul on here so i'm giving him a lot of credit for that yeah because man has it. no soul <laughs> i want to watch it again it. i mean i've only seen it once because i am new to the movie so like I when think- did you watch it like two or three days ago. Oh my god! I've watched oh. it like five times in the last month. I'm sick of it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've watched it too yeah. much. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah, it's like one of those things that I return to. Like you know, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I'll just like see Kevin Smith on YouTube just ranting about an episode of Supergirl, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I'm, uh, how can I get? How can I wash this nasty taste out of my mouth? Talking about Clerks Three being on the Criterion, oh, and I'm just yeah, and I'm just like, Ugh. and I'm just like, all right, chasing Amy's the only. Thing. It's gonna make me not want to strangle this man. The clerks, clerks. Oh, clerks too. You're yeah. right, but clerks. I I can't return to that as much as I can, I can so. Chase yeah. and Amy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I I will I will watch this movie again in the future, unlike Mallrats, which I will never watch ever again. Oh, come <laughs> on. Uh, are you, wait, are you the only one here who is not a Mallrats fan? No, or? I'm not either. Yeah, this I, guy I'm, that especially owns it over there. Well, I I bought it. And then I had to watch it for the episode we did, mm-hmm. and I only bought it because I like the cu- I like the casing of it. I even told him that I told you that yeah, I that I didn't even really want. I don't like the movie, but I was just like, damn it, the arrow casing just it just looks good. 
And so I might as well have Pull it. it. Out, <laughs> Pull it out. Pull it out. <laughs> and, and so I bought it. And again, and so I was like, oh, there's aspects I love about it. But when we watched it again for the podcast to do, I was just like, oh, God. I, I was just so like. It's a hard watch. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, hey, no way. Uh, we, we, let's not get into this now. We'll get into a hard watch <laughs> yeah. next. We've got a dogma to get into, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, for this episode, we're doing two movies. We haven't done that before for my podcast. I know you do that. But isn't there a, like a didn't he do a comic book called Chasing Dogma? He did. It, that's it's like just uh, right? Jalen. That's just what they, uh, there's like a, min, a mini series of Jay and Silent Bob, and they just called like when they packed it into like a graphic novel, they called it Chasing Dogma. Nerd Cause alert! Because it's, it's in between <laughs> Chasing Amy and Dogma. Do you guys? Why, yeah, that, I know can we that. take a break? Do, do you guys want to take a break? Yes. All right, we'll take a break. Like the little... Which there is no soundtrack for Chasing Amy, which is funny. Well, I just like the music they play. Like I like the little ukulele thing. Yeah, ding, the ding, ding, yeah. Ding. And then um, the song with the montage. Mm-hmm. The uh, I'll never forget this. Never will forget this. Never will never will forget this. It's gonna turn into a sing along. Yeah. <laughs> Should have played it at my wedding. And <laughs> yeah, you should have. Oh, yeah. we'll never, we'll never. We're just married now, Caesar. We're, uh, uh, we're just like clips of Ben Affleck and Joey Lauren Adams on the swings. Like, I'm, I'm gonna start the episode with that song. <laughs> It'd be funny, yeah. Just like get a band to cover it. <laughs> it's just oh, gonna be the theme song. In the spirit of the Criterion Cult Pod. Uh, can I get your ratings for Chasing Amy before we move on? Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right. And do you think this deserves to be... Yes. I know it's in the collection, but do you think it should say... It hasn't been... Oh. They haven't re-released it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess my rate... Okay, honestly... Would you want to see a re-release? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I think it deserves to be in color. the collection yeah. uh, because of everything I everything we had talked about, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it should be like a Blu-ray. They should like give it the, the ultimate treatment. Like, as much as I don't want to hear this goddamn maniac speak anymore, 4K, it would be nice... Ooh, if, Kevin Smith? Yeah, to bring him back. You I know, like when he talks. But he talks a lot. He does. There's a lot of he him cries talking. A lot. <laughs> he cries a lot. I mean, have you seen his reviews of just any episode of TV? Does he cry a lot? Yes. Yeah, when he's like saw literally the cry. Of, like yeah, yes, when he's like, just like he's all with flash. flash. Yeah, he was like bawling. <laughs> wow. He's like they did uh, Flash Boy. <laughs> He's all, he's all, I need to watch this. He's all, he's all Thanos. He's all, he got all the, all the, all the stones. <laughs> Literally, like just yeah. crying. He is a fucking madman. <laughs> you, you haven't seen that? They like is that real? Yes, it's on yeah. his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah I cried. I cried at Endgame too. But but not during a review, a YouTube review. <laughs> not while talking about it. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a huge difference. Every time I talk, every time I talk about it. <laughs> so, yes, we all got a little teary eyed during Endgame, but, but not during a YouTube review. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were like in our mansion. The hat bag was in a big hockey jersey. Just like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. And your wife's just like in the next room, like, I'm going to go to sleep now. Like, it's it's late. And he's just like, he's a honey. He's a Thanos. <laughs> I got every stone. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, they did Scarlet Witch right. They did uh, Captain America right. Like it's just like, oh god, dude, like, chill your ass out. So, I do love. I, I was gonna say the opening chasing Amy has one of my favorite T-shirts, where it's like Marvel can suck my cock. Oh, I want that shirt. Yeah, the Comic Con. Yeah. 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 All those. Um, Oh wait, do they do and that? The in... Mike Allred drawings of yeah, 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 all the drawings. That's okay. it. I love that. Yeah, and that they talk to him too. That he's in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie, right? Yeah, he's like, I'd love Chow Young Fat to play Madman, but yeah, I just don't see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the like, uh, um, all the drawings for the Chase and Amy comic that are supposed to be yeah, Holden's. Mike yeah, yeah, are like really good. Like yeah. those are all like great. Yeah, and they he should... did all of them, right? Even Hooper X and Chow yeah, I'm like pretty sure, yeah. Like they should make a idiosyncratic routine. I mean, I guess they do have a real Chase and Amy thing, right? What? Like a comic that you can get? No. No. Chasing Dogma. Chasing Dogma. That's it. I think so. Oh. Did you rate it? Did you give us a rating? In the criterion. Oh, um, the the rating for Chasing Amy. (laughs) This is definitive. Uh, is I, okay. Look, <laughs> and it's so I'm No, no, no. I, I don't care about that. I, I'm just saying. I'm really trying to like think about this because you know these are. I'm trying to be give an honest opinion here, Mono. I know you okay. think this is all a joke, but I I'm, I don't live in the VSQ universe. I live in the real world. It's not just a fart joke to me. <laughs> because I'm okay. So I'm rating this on a scale of because you know of, I'm rating this on a scale of Kevin Smith, right? So it's like Chase and Amy to me is like a five star movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Kevin Smith scale. Yeah. Rel- relative. you to live in a VSQ universe. But if it's a if, if it's a rating in a Kevin Smith if Kevin Smith movie in the real world. Yeah, if you a, compare it to Elvis. Uh well. Man, <laughs> that's hard. That's 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 a whole nother it's a whole nother half hour. No, I I don't know. It's yeah, it's <clears throat> it's just five star. Yeah, I give it five stars. Mondo, six yeah. stars. <laughs> no, I'll give it a four and a half. I guess. Dang, you like this more than Mondo? That's a surprise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite Kevin Smith movie, but I would give it four and a half for. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank for you. all the reasons he didn't say. <laughs> yeah, he was holding back. I yeah, tell. I guess so. He didn't jump over the table. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, join in. I call your mother a tracer. I mean, I also would give it like a four and a half. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I think I think I'd give it a four. A four. Yeah. All okay. right. Nice. All right. Let's move on to dogma. All right. Let's, let's talk dogma. It. And uh, yeah, again, my rating is based on real merit. These other people, it's they don't fact. Talk about. Oh, shit. Sorry. They're, they're, just, they're, they're talking out of their asses. There's. Uh, I'm really the one giving real ratings here. There's right? science behind it. That's what I no, said. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. It's definitive. It's definitive. No, no. Again, there is different <laughs> sciences. Again, I'm again. There's like four a and a half Chinese fingers. There's like a matrix. <laughs> there's like a certain metrics, a certain matrix to it all. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got Kevin Smith in my throat. All right, Dogma. I don't know what to say about Dogma. I rewatched it and I realized that I this is like fucking like why I don't believe in God. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Because me and because me and Jordan were talking about it earlier, and it's 
And it's not an anti-God movie. It's not an anti-God movie, but like a lot of like what I think about the church Mm -hmm. and religion comes from this movie. Like I I carry a lot of this movie with me still. And it's like, it's crazy. Like rewatching, it's just like, like things that I thought like I came to like on my own, like sprouted from this movie. I was like, why is this movie so fucking influential? It's like silly as shit. Um... So, I mean, that's where I came from. Like, this movie I used to watch over and over again. One, I thought Ben Affleck and Matt Damon look cool as hell in it. Like, uh-huh. I wanted to look like they do in they this created, fucking They movie. created the emo look, you know, <laughs> right? Jesse Lacey. Yeah, the, the jacket and the, the, the hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't fucking wear that in California. Yeah. That's for sure. But I but, certainly did. Yeah, over there, Jersey, you can. <laughs> and that's where Brand New's from. Um, it all comes together, all- folks. <laughs> So you're listening yeah. you're that. I hope you're taking think about notes it. this was recorded, recorded a couple of days after 9-11 think about oh. that it all yes. comes together uh, Ashley did you you saw this right when it came out yeah yeah and uh, and uh, and I think, well I think similar she's to all like, yeah and the door you just hear the door close <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone I'm done um, I mean I think I had a similar kind of reaction to it we put mic in a little bit oh sorry I was uh, I was raised Catholic and I mean I'm not but uh, I was raised dogma <laughs> <laughs> um, but same I think I was questioning a lot of those structures that I grew up in wh- yeah. around the time when I watched it I think I was like 17 yeah when I first saw it um, and I mean one of the things that in the movie they talk about is the whole idea of like Catholicism being this thing about guilt. Yeah. And so that stuck with me and watching it again, I was just like, Oh, maybe that's where I got that from because Mm -hmm. that's what turned me away from, from things. I'm like, I don't want to feel bad about just like living and doing things. Yeah. Why would, if there is an entity out there, like why would it be something that like, you know, we're all scared of. I I think that's what I'm talking about too is like it, it allowed me to see Catholicism as like something lighter and something I can joke about like so like it's something I would like start to interrogate after that because I, I don't think I like made up my mind until like somewhere in my 20s you I'm know still I mean? Catholic in aesthetic though I love the gaudy aesthetics of the Catholic <laughs> um, but don't prescribe to any so this got, it changed your life as well right well right, I was Jordan? a pretty sick right, teenager Jordan. at that point <laughs> And I was already anti-God myself, so <laughs> I heard punk rock music. Don't know if you heard of it before. Uh, so I was pretty anti-religion, yeah. anti-God, uh, and <laughs> yeah, I already had a couple of bad. I, I mean, as, wait, as were, were, were you raised belt, Catholic? You know? Were we all raised Catholic? I feel no, like no, I was Christian. Uh, oh, okay. Catholic, yeah, yeah, Catholic. Oh, okay, Catholic. I don't know what's the difference. It's something. There's something. Um, I think it's the Eucharist. I might have been Catholic. <laughs> I might, yeah, yeah. To, Christians don't yeah, do confession you, either, right? Didn't you do what, communion what you, or whatever? yes, communion's Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I was Catholic, but I mean, yeah, I had to go to communion. I had to do all that shit. Um, but I, I never like had. I, I never cared about it. I never cared. Yeah. I've never been a religious person. I do not care. Yeah. And so, um, it was more so like I was already like I already had this like dumb Kevin Smith idea about religion at that time. <laughs> you know, before the movie came out, I was already like scribbling like upside down crosses like on my folder in high school you know what I mean being like I, I'm sick I know about this religion shit you guys don't know nothing this shit sucks and then like so when that came out it sort of just like it was like more of like a like informing that right it was just more of being like oh yeah see you see what I mean 
I'm right. Like this shit's silly. Even though, again, like Miyamoto were talking about it, how it, 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 it the movie isn't anti God at all. It's not like it's I I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say it's anti religion. No, not it's, at all. It's more so it's just almost pro religion. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like super. It's like very much pro faith. Bro, yeah. like you know like oh, really true, like true. falling yeah. into that that's, you know what i mean yeah, that's like, a better way to state it yeah it's, it's not it's like but but it's also when i was young i saw it as like oh yeah it's like it's it's bringing down religion it's it's taking it down you know what i mean yeah. and there, there are some things that obviously make fun of it and that are like goofing about it you know it's being a real goof about god or whatever but i think that's yeah. one of those things is that like yeah religion needed to like you know make fun of itself a little more and especially sure. nowadays and, and that's that's the whole and buddy like, christ thing know, is that yeah. that's the idea of like hey like you know you guys come to church like and that's the thing right they say like oh like cat catholic catholicism is like dying christianity is the fun thing it's like everyone at church is like singing songs and dancing around that's Where why they when had to run a run, run a whole brand uh, branding campaign around it exactly yeah. wow yes yeah. yeah because it's like everyone was like so bored of just hearing yeah. like so, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. like you know like that <laughs> where you're just like oh stand up sit down stand up sit down stand up sit down and you're just like jesus christ yeah. like put me on the cross <laughs> Take yourself off. At put least me I'll on. be doing one thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, at, least I, at least I can relax. But yeah, I was Christian, and I mean, I went to a youth group thing just so I could go bowling because I'd never been bowling. <laughs> before, you know, that's what I thought about religion. Yeah, very, very Kevin Smith esque. You know, like I was always, I never like. It just never sunk in with me. It never got to me. Yeah. You so, hear that guy? You never fucking got. <laughs> my, yeah. my first overnight camp with boys was through, like. Catholic yeah, oh really yeah it oh, was when i was doing sexy. like my confirmation oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a wild time <laughs> oh damn what was it was it was like yeah. all american pie-ish or what it was a little like more exorcist with the cross <laughs> i mean no one really talked about god on that retreat <laughs> but they talked about the cross <laughs> see that's funny because everyone that i met like at the time like you know going to like you know uh what is it uh confirmation school or whatever the hell yeah. those classes that you have community oh whatever God, yeah and it's like you meet these people and you you're should just, have had some blood and crackers like you're just like meeting these people and you're just like nudging them you're like this is dumb. catechism that's what it's called yes catechism yeah, yeah, there you go yeah, okay. you're like nudging people like this is dumb huh and they're just like they're just like god is with us always and you're just like oh good good lord <laughs> I was like, you're insane. I was like, we're all just right here in Pico Rivera. We're dying. (laughs) There's no God here. Yeah, what is that church? St. Francis? (laughs) Yeah, St. Francis. Or Hillary Francis. St. Hillary. St. Hillary is right there. You know, one of those people. As a St. Marianne's girl. Oh, yeah. I remember St. Marianne's. I went there too. I did this girl who was really religious, and I went back to church when I was 18, and it was fucking awful. Yeah. And so I was already you know what you know i was already pretty much you know like you know i was bad religion baby i was all like hey religion sucks since since a very young age i never really cared for that yeah i never really like had any fear of god Mm. like i was just always like oh this doesn't like this doesn't make sense like someone's gonna break into my house and kill me like what does god have to do with that yeah you know what i mean that's god i guess i was more scared i felt felt a lot of the guilt like i felt a lot no no for sure i still feel the guilt you know I don't feel the guilt anymore. Really? I feel pretty free. Damn. Yeah, I, but like I, 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 I like free. I was questioning this shit until like well into my twenties, probably yeah. like twenty four. I was like, no. I, I think ultimately I was just like I've never felt God. Like I think you're supposed to feel it or something. I don't know how it yeah. works. The right. But like thing, I was yeah. like, no. There's nothing happening. Yeah, I remember at church when they like yeah. lay hands on you and pray on you and you're supposed to like speak in tongues and like you know fall back. That's I was just like, wild. I've seen that I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just actually... I am the great Cornholio. Okay. <laughs> 
like I'm not a religious person. I will say that I do like certain energies in certain churches. Like I did really like the intentionality of like a bunch of people can come together and like pray on something. Like I did, I do like prayer. Like you like cults. (laughs) Yes, Um, I'm into cults. Uh, But no, I like the aspect of called the (laughs) Christian. I mean, I like the communal aspect of it and, like, part of it. The part I do like about, I'm agnostic. But for me, I just feel like I, I feel like there's, like, a humility in kind of knowing that, like, I don't know either way. Uh, sure. Like, yeah. in keeping, like, an open mind yes. where I'm yeah, just yeah. like, uh, I, I don't know. I, like, I will say that I always just, I'm always questioning it, but I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, never it's something where, I like, I wake up at night and I'm like, oh, my God, like, is God judging <laughs> well, me? I don't care. I don't think that. I just, like... I, if he does, like, cool, like, send me to hell, please. Anywhere but, anywhere but here. <laughs> the, the older I get, I think it, it feels less stupid to me to believe in God. You know what I mean? Like, the older I get, I was like, it's not, like, that crazy. Well, no, no, sure, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Also, coming off of having lost a lot of people recently, I've been yeah. in that headspace where I'm thinking about it a lot. It's yeah. Like, but I've always been an existentialist. Like, I think about oh, these for things, sure. like, yeah. all the time. But sometimes yeah. I wake up at three in the morning to go pee and I realize that we're going to die. <laughs> um, well, when you have someone your and, age that dies, like, yeah. it's even more crazy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I will say that believing in God is probably not going to help you. Believing in Kevin no. Smith will probably help you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Believe, like, believing in all the clerks he's going to make, all the mall rats he's going to make. Come on. Give me your money. Yeah, if I feel the end coming soon, I'm throwing on mall rats. It's like, <laughs> one last run. Oh, no way. You were supposed to do that. Small rats, too. He was getting all the people together, and then yeah, it just didn't happen. That. Yeah, we got the inside scoop from yeah. USQ himself. <laughs> Mondo, we kind of shout out over you. I want to hear why you don't like Dogma. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, I used to oh, love, I used shit. to love Dogma just as much as the next guy and the next Kevin Smith fan. But yeah, after watching it today, it was just like one of those things where it was like at nauseum, where it's just like. The whole time they're just mentioning like they're trying to fuck the whole time and how annoying is it? like just how annoying is that what if i was on this podcast just saying are we gonna fuck later we're we gonna fuck like you know it's just like you know the stupid dude like saying that to somebody you know and that's just like and then she just yes yeah just like, like you know it's just like oh fine yeah whatever so, as long as you shut the fuck up finally chris rock um, literally says that the virgin mary had like a fat ass or whatever he's, yeah. like, he's all he's all, I, and i fucked the virgin yeah. mary and she was fantastic or whatever no he didn't he didn't get or he laid, was trying you know? to like but, he's like i was but, following no, jesus all around for all these years and yeah. i never got laid i never got a shepherd's wife or oh, a yeah. woman's says mary daughter fine yeah. ass mary magdalene yeah yeah. And it's just like, damn, every character is just trying to get laid. And like, it's because that's, again, that's like his go to. Like, that's why, yeah, it's uh, an unfortunately, easy joke, you know, that's, you know, unfortunately, that's why Chasing Amy works because it revolves around sex. So it's easy for him to go to that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And dogma. But this one like, is definitely not about that. It's about how yeah, they're saying faith. Right. And like, right. But, you know, but to, like, he wasted all that on his stupid little monologues when he has, mm-hmm. you know, fucking Ben Affleck talk about the fucking uh, I, I'm sorry, Matt Damon at the beginning. Talk about the the Alice in Wonderland scene of the mm-hmm. Warris and the and the carpenter. Yeah. And then when he has like uh, 
uh, you know, those little scenes of them just sort of, or like just like Alan uh, Rickman mm-hmm. just sort of saying his little thing about like, oh, how humans do this and this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the like stupid faces you make during sex. Like, <laughs> yes, it's, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> these that's things. Just like, really? Like, oh, come on. Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> this is like, supposed pulls, to be a vision. And, and he <laughs> pulls down his pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like these like things so where it's just like, so does a sl- Selma Hayek. <laughs> and that's like one of the funniest jokes. He's like, hey, they're getting a free show over there. <laughs> you know, that's like the only time that stupid joke works real you know? kevin smith man over here <laughs> you know wants to see some hack naked <laughs> we all do i think we can all agree on we that do. guys i mean she was my first female crush for look sure. i'm not saying like we I don't was. but you don't have to be so aggressive about it i wasn't being aggressive <laughs> you're being kevin it. smith about it I absolutely <laughs> I'm just gonna i was merely i was really staying an example <laughs> we're gonna have to shock you Give right here i was backing up my my no, reasoning this is prime summer high yeah. for sure yeah. No, of course. And, and look, uh, yeah, she looks great. That's I mean, how, that's how, that was my point. my point. My point was that, I'm going like, to embrace him. I'm going to embrace him. For they're like, second. bring that in there. Like, right. It's just like, oh, like we went to a movies and then they go and sit Chris Rock and um, what's her name? The main character. Bethany. Uh, Bethany. Bethany. They're like sitting there and then like they have some stupid conversation about nothing that means nothing. And then she's just like, oh, where's Jane Silent Bob? And then they're just in a strip club. Yeah. Next to a movies yeah. on the side of the, the road when they're in the yeah. middle of nowhere, yeah. there's nothing but a bunch yeah. of forests and trees. Well, I think that's why, like, going back and seeing it, you just said like everything is just kind of meaningless or has like no purpose. Mm. Yeah, and that's how I felt going back to it. Like, I still enjoyed the movie. Yeah, but that stood out to me a lot more because it's like he's. It's almost like this facade that it's supposed to have meaning because it's... Yes. Jordan, it's, had, sorry, yeah. no. Jordan had this good line of when when Chris Rock realizes who Selma Kayak character is. Oh, yeah. Do you remember what you said? No. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, I thought it was that, like, serendipity or whatever. Yeah. And Jordan's like, oh, yeah, that's the character we're supposed to meet next. So, like, stupid. It's just, like, yeah. so fumbling. And, that's like, especially odd because she yeah. doesn't... She doesn't lead anywhere, right? Like she doesn't it, really. It do It leads anything. to the shit monster, <laughs> the shit demon. Yeah, but Selma Hag, her character doesn't shit really do monster. anything. I mean, I don't know what she She's tells the them. She's muse. I mean, that's yeah. the reason they're able to kill Azrael. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Ultimately, Fine. It's such a small role. It's a pretty view like. skewed logic there. <laughs> <laughs> but the shit well, demon is great. Yeah, the shit demon is good. I think okay. I think like the first probably it's not. twenty. I think I think the first the holy bartender. I feel like the first like twenty thirty minutes. I think demon. up until they get to the strip club, like the movie's written pretty tightly in the beginning. Like I really mm-hmm. like the back and forth between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in the beginning. Yeah, those are cool. I like when he's like... talking to the nun. I really like that like monologue about the carpenter or the walrus or is that mm-hmm. what it is? Right. Yeah. Yeah, but doesn't that? But I mean, isn't that just so like? scribbled on a notebook kind of like you know doesn't it it just feels so like yeah. like a little boy just like like you're just at school and you're just scribbling on a notebook like and then you want to like raise your hand but you're too like scared you want to like stand up and be like you know what the wars and the carpenter is really about religion you idiots well, like think- you know what i mean like it's just like it feels and 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 again like that it, like because ben affleck and matt damon are so good at acting yeah they, they're he able to like elevate it they for elevate sure. that and they're able to like make those scenes like stand up as we were watching it like you know those scenes were funny because they were both funny yeah like in those scenes but still like when i watch it like i'm just like oh man like like you know you know mondo doesn't agree with this but i would have wrote something better than that when i was like, <laughs> uh, when i was when i was like seven years old <laughs> I yeah, you're, right. A... you're right to say that you're right you're definitely right <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Because that that was sort of like that 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 to me would have been like the easy metaphor. That I, that's like a first draft metaphor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it feels like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And again, it's only good because I feel like Matt Damon sells that in he the way that the he does it. it. Yeah, yeah. I really like his performance. I mean, that's mainly what mainly what I'm like referring to is that Matt Damon. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I uh, or Ben Affleck. Uh, is Ben it's Ben Affleck talking to the nun, right? No, it's no, uh, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I also like their back and forth, but like. Even as they're going back and forth when they're talking about the ceremony, like the Catholic ceremony, I do like that thing where he tells them, like, oh, you have to keep on reading. Like, he's, he yeah. reads the headline and he's like, you have to keep on reading. Yeah. <laughs> but you can you can feel, like, Matt Damon, like, trying to, like, hang on to the dialogue when he says that shit about, like, uh, your anal retentive behavior, like, never yielded po- positive results. Like, he's, like, trying so hard to keep his mouth around that you can tell yeah. like he's barely like keeping it together but he like <laughs> delivers it really well yeah but it's just like a lot it's a lot it's a lot but i i really do like the back and forth between ben affleck and matt damon well yeah because it's just like everyone literally has to talk like kevin smith you know what i mean like yeah, george carlin like, everyone has to just be like this like even when janine garofalo shows up She's just like talking yeah. like Kevin Smith. It's like there's they're like all just no... constantly trying to outwit each other. Yes, yeah. like there's no real character that ever shows up and just like, hey guys, like you're all a fucking bunch of psychopaths. <laughs> like we don't all know a bunch of cartoon and movie references. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Well, actually, maybe Bethany's character is that person. Well, only you because know? of her performance. Yeah. The way she plays it is really yes, strange. I feel yeah. like because of her performance, because even when she's talking to Janine Garofalo, I feel like because she's so just the way she is, yeah. it doesn't. If it was like a different actress, it would have still it would have had that same. It would have had someone yeah. would have tried to do the Kevin Smith thing. Yes. Like yeah. someone would have done the Woody Allen. Which character. is weird. Like, she's know? the only one not trying to she's do like Kevin Smith. Not a bad yeah. actress, but like I don't know. Maybe he didn't give her direction or something. No, she's just I like, think she was. Well, she was on like, she was, bored, she was right? problematic on the on the set. So oh, early, you know, like as most women are, Mondo yeah. says. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like she was like like hard to work with. You know, oh, really? so she was like doing her. You know, she was just when it comes out that they they've been known as complicated on yeah. the set it's because they just mentioned that someone They're grabbed difficult. their ass yeah and so the director's like oh she's too difficult get her out of here you know yeah I mean? so i don't know what you're reading into my view askew news but uh it's you know probably, i think it's in it's the probably commentary. it probably don't got a single female voice in it let me tell you <laughs> yeah her performance like really threw me off this time i was like why is she like not doing anything like yeah it is it is weird she's she fucking really, bored like yeah, she she's looks, over she, it she's like yeah, not she into this, this movie film, yeah, yeah. But, but it kind of works for her character because she is that point, person. You know? point, She's kind of just yeah. like a passenger yeah. throughout the whole film, mm-hmm. so she doesn't really have a very distinct perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's supposed to. That's a thing. Because you're supposed to come through like as her, like the person who's like, well, I still go to church, but I'm like questioning my faith. Mm-hmm. But you never get any kind of... Like, there's nothing that comes from that. Like, you can't grasp onto anything from her because yeah. she's just so like... I don't know. Like, yeah, pretty deadpan, right? Yeah, like, like everything sucks. We're all going to die. Why would I want to do this? And then you have like Alan Rickerby. You know, and Alan Rickerby was like, he's like, what the fuck? Oh, you told you know, <laughs> He's all before you today, Joe. Okay, I do and, love Alan Rickman. No, though. he's great in this. Like, this is, yeah, that yeah he's like, he's the best thing in the movie. Yeah. And that was a bad impression of him. <laughs> I mean, but that's just my impression of a British person in general. He's, he's almost fu- an angel, eh? He's like, well, fuck you talking about? You had a fucking I'm going to stop you. Right now. <laughs> For your sake. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, so that scene where, like, he's, like, in the restaurant with her and he's, like, telling her all about that. And she's just like, she's yeah. like, well, you know what? Where was God when my uterus didn't work? And where was God when my husband left me? 
And he's like, Jesus fucking Christ, eh? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, uh, yeah, she's so like, um, like she, it, it works because she is, it's good that she's not being all Kevin Smithy and all like yeah. foul mouth and like, oh, just like keeping up with that like chatter and pace because you're just like, oh yeah, that, that feels like the, that feels like, you know, that feels like, like a Jesus messiah. Like she's it's just dis- a very normal, she's a yes. normie. Yeah, yeah, just a regular person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just, I, and again, I just brought that point up just to do that accent. <laughs> He's always, hey, I'm Alan Rickman, eh? He's like, Joe fucking Crikey. Why do you sound Australian now? Now do your Chris Rock. No, no, no. I was doing one earlier, but we can't do it. Well, you know, Will Smith slapped him. Maybe I can slap him verbally. No, I won't. I will not. No, don't. I also, you might disagree, but I also think Jason Lee is kind of bad in this movie too. Well, I just don't like his character. Um, like he's like he's trying. I mean, everyone's trying really hard to like play cool. You know, everyone besides uh, Damon and Affleck are. Pretty Question, bad questionable. in this movie. Yeah. Or I guess besides um, uh, Bethany, uh, she's not bad. She's just sort of whatever. Yeah. But like everyone else is just sort of like, eh, all right. Like you don't. I don't what movie? Or oh, and Alan Rickman is great too. But like everyone else, you're just sort of like, oh, what movie are you in right now? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what? What is this? Like what? What are we like? There, there's no like uh, the, the the tone. Like you know, you but see George Carlin yeah, and he's just like, hey, track, he's yeah. like, buddy Christ. And it's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, like it's a wacky comedy. And then all of a sudden, like, fucking Matt Damon just starts shooting people Mm. and just like reciting, like, you know, like movies, not a false guy. Mosher's performance was pretty good, right? Oh, on the the bus? Yeah. When he gets shot? (laughs) Hey, he was pretty good at getting shot. (laughs) (laughs) Just making out with some chick? I mean, he had some lines, but they were delivered pretty well. Damn, that's crazy. This is like a you're you're like the like a Kevin Smith like a, like message board apologist, just like coming uh, at me, <laughs> or I, like I just posted like a review. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I didn't really think Dobby's. He's like, oh, Mosher was good. He's <laughs> like commenting like Mosher was fine. Did you see that performance? <laughs> see those couple of seconds? Like you you missed that, that didn't, was, you? That was, didn't you? That was classic. <laughs> if you were paying attention, you fool. <laughs> you would have seen those couple of seconds of Mosher, <laughs> and you would have noticed that that gun pointing was from a, a dare devil comic look, cover look, I, I, the tone the tone does not track like uh one scene that kind of like stuck out to me is when they're sitting at like a movie 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 something movie world when they're eating uh-huh yeah the the restaurant yeah, yeah the yeah, where it's chris, chris rock uh-huh. he's the apostle mm-hmm. like, that conversation is like kind of cringe like when yes all that is bad when like yeah. jason muse is like he's like i don't buy it like he says it all serious and it's like where does this like that shot it's like where does this shot belong in yeah. this like fucking sequence that like, whole scene is bad you know yeah, yeah from when chris rock is introduced it's kind of just like ugh. Or, or just even like you know because obviously like you're just like okay when alan rickman's like oh you're gonna you're gonna see two prophets i eh? and then <laughs> one of them's gonna talk the other one's not and then you're just like and you're just like oh okay like that's gonna be obviously Jay and Silent Bob yeah and then but then all he does is say all Jay says is like yeah you know what man I'm gonna go sell my sperm and get some profit or whatever kind of wacky shit he says and she just hears profit and she's like oh it must be them and so it's just like it, it's such a dumb like I don't know it's like a dumb little like transition to stuff like that where nothing ever like cohesively just comes together where you're just like oh, okay that's cool that Chris Rock showed up it makes sense that he's here or whatever it's all just like oh he just fell out of the sky 
And now he's just like, he's like, he's like I was going to do the Chris Rock impression. Right like, <laughs> you know, he's literally just saying, hey, guys, I'm the 13th Apostle. My dick's out. Like, it's usually bigger. That's another you know I mean? thing. Like, yeah, he keeps on referencing his dick the whole time. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. It's, it's just like, like no, don't thing. worry, I'll keep it tucked in. You yeah. Know, like, like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, you know what? He's like, guys, in the Bible, there's only 12. He's like, but there's 13. One of them's black. That's why they don't talk about me. They're all white. From, yeah, yeah and it's just crazy. like, oh, it's just like, oh, cool, Kevin Smith. Thank Thank you for putting that in there. <laughs> perspective for me. Yeah, like thanks for like. Yeah, you're really jumbling up the mythology of. Yeah, Christ, thanks for like, like speaking shit, on yeah. behalf of all the Chris Rocks everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just not even like an idea of yeah, like. Why wasn't there a black apostle? Yeah, it's like such a dumb like it's such a surface like thing. There's no like real. You know what I mean? Even though, like, I guess Chris Rock gives a little speech about, like, you know, oh, I was, like, his friend. and mm-hmm. they, they wrote me out because they just wanted the white people. It's like, yeah, we all know that. But, like, do we need this, like, comedic, like, Chris Rock, like, character <laughs> that falls naked out of the sky to, like, you know what I mean? Explain like, that. To, yeah, like, in, like, this Kevin Smith way. It's just a lot of that just really, you know, and, and like I you mean, said. I mean, at the time, that was, like, a big get. Of him, course. You know, yeah, to, have of course. Kevin, to have Chris Rock in his film. And it was and a big like get that. for us to see. I feel like maybe yeah. it got me thinking about that shit, you know? About like, yeah. I mean, people talk about how Jesus is most definitely probably black. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's what he says also. And yeah. he's just like, oh, he's like, he's all, well, what? Like, yeah, he owes me $12. Yeah, he's just like, how? no, well, he says like, he's all, what? They're going to make the savior like the, of the world like black? No way. Like, they changed yeah. it to white. Like, he says like all that shit. Mm-hmm. And like... And that makes sense, and that's and that's literally like me being like a, a kid with like a dead Kennedy shirt, like literally <laughs> scribbling that on a folder, being like, "Yup, Jesus was black, you fucking, like fuck all of you, like fuck authority, fuck the cops, or whatever." You know what I mean? It's not, but it's like surface. It, there, there's nothing else that like. There's it doesn't go deeper than that. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Is just yeah. like he's, it, it's it has this facade like he gets so deep into it like explaining concepts mm-hmm. right like, yes just, just explaining you think that like yes. he, he's gonna go somewhere with that so, like that woo actually... you kind of like oh think of this yeah. think of that yeah. but then it, to it buddy christ really... you like, i think you right know? now even talking about it i'm realizing like at the time i liked it but now it's like i'm realizing how forgettable it was for me like yeah. even watching yeah. it mm-hmm. again i'm just like wait what happened that happened but yeah because there's no there's like no real character arcs in that. Yeah, not really. I mean, I, I guess, guess. I mean, it's just Bethany. I guess just Bethany restoring like, her faith. Yeah, I think that's which like the again, whole point, that's why it's so pro. The fact that she plays it like so low key is like even when like she finds out she's pregnant, she's just like, oh, oh yeah. wow, oh. <laughs> Yeah, like, literally. She's gonna go get an abortion after that. So. Yeah, discounted. <laughs> Which again, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Mondo may not agree with it, but we all, everyone else here is fine with it. Mondo hates that idea, but we- <laughs> he's very banky about it. <laughs> no, but yeah. So it, it, I, I have the special edition blue uh, DVD. Not the Blu-ray. Oh yeah, yeah. But, Hold on uh, to that. Yeah, so like like you said, because you like you kind of said earlier, like so in the Criterion Collection, uh, you know, we bring a movie that's in the Criterion Collection, yeah. and then a movie that we feel like belongs. Yeah. And so because Chasing Amy is in the Criterion Collection, yeah, and Dogma isn't, 
I'm just going to say right now that it does not belong. <laughs> Fuck and, no. and that I would stand outside of the Criterion building Offices? with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> and with I'll my Kevin Smith sword? I'd be dropping people from the sky. <laughs> and I'd chop Kevin Smith's head, head off if he ever came near me. And, and that building, trying to be like, oh, yeah, just fucking, uh, yeah, put Dogma on there, huh? It's a, it's a religious thing. It's like, no, man, no. No, no, we got other, thing, we got other things to do. You know what I mean? Because I think he probably still feels that this is important. Mm-hmm. And again, because it was like, you know, the, it was like a picketed and all these like religious things were like, yeah, uh, organizations were trying to like shut it down and stuff, even though it's dumb because it's super pro-religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like literally propaganda for them in a sense. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Smith is a propagandist, uh, <laughs> propagandist. <laughs> propagandi. <laughs> propagandi. He's a propagandist. For the for the church, mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's funny that like he, because he thinks of it as like this thing. Oh, like yeah, guys, when I put this out, man, I got death threats. That was like religious groups <laughs> who were like they were coming I mean, at me got, hard. I mean, for sure. I mean, as much as I happen. love mall rats, he got death threats for mall rats too. Well, so it's rightfully nothing, so. It's nothing, he, nothing deserved, new. He, he deserved more for it's that. Nothing new. I, I actually <laughs> sent him. I actually sent him a few the other night. Well, I, I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You sent him his, your script. <laughs> there's there's an earlier version of the script where there's a scene that Bethany has right before, like she has that conversation with Janine Garofalo's character where like she's trying to convince a girl not to have an abortion. Yeah. Uh, where she's like telling her like, are you sure? Like, and so it just made me think of like the propaganda and like, even in like how there are like, like Planned Parenthood like centers that really convince women to wait. So that Mm. when it comes to having that, but it's interesting that it got cut from there. But when I read that, I was just like, Oh yeah. And and then, well, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of like Beth Bethany's character because that's still her religion, like coming into no. bringing it to like the workforce kind of. But but, but, you but know, the only but reason I don't know how it played out, but that's but I bet kind the of only like a cool but, scene. But it seems I, like the, seen, you know. the only reason that she works at an abortion clinic is because she had something happen to her where she couldn't have a kid. So it's like this bitterness of like, well, then I'm just uh, gonna take away kids from other people. I never, yeah, I didn't connect that. But yeah. it's not even like if a, it's, it's not even like a noble like thing. Yeah, she's not it, trying to help people out. She's yeah, just it's but it's it's very it's much just like a, well, you know what? If you can't, then I'm I I feel good just being here at an abortion clinic and taking children away from people. I don't think that I read it like that. I, think I it's did, like and, she I, had, and I think I, and I think you should have. Well, <laughs> I think kidding, she had. A, well, the whole backstory is that she had a botched abortion. Is it? Yeah. Or well, actually, no. That may no. have been in the script in the first. Yeah, no, because she says draft. that she's like, "Why did she God a, make it that I couldn't yeah. have?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the earlier script, it's because she had a botched abortion. Oh, okay. And so that's why, like, I'm looking at it. That Maybe it doesn't play out ultimately, but that yeah. was a part of it. Is that. You know, because of this, it's like maybe if women have safe abortions, and later on they'll. You yeah. Know, but. No, I think it's anti-abortion still. <laughs> I do too. I mean, Even I do. though I think that Jane and Silent Bob like, oh, like we're pro- pro-choice, blah, 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 only because we just want to have sex with you and run off. Yeah. It's not really like this like, great message. And like, they I feel like... They perpetuate yeah, that stereotype. They're yeah. just like, oh, this is where you meet. Like, yes, you yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, everyone posting that meme was like, oh, I think, you know, like the Jane and Silent Bob thing. And then, yeah, oh like, yeah, and then, you know, the next follows, line really yeah. like... Uh, yes, it makes it like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then also it's like that idea of like, literally like she's just so like bitter at God because 
she couldn't have children and her husband left her that she's like well you know what it's cool that i could just be right here at an abortion clinic and take away children from other people <laughs> it's not very pro-abortion <laughs> kevin smith is very like like he's super I, I just don't think he thought it out enough like, uh, it seems I, like he did you know like See, now, so first you want to give your boy all this credit, and now you just want to be like, well, <laughs> he, wasn't he, he wasn't thinking. He's, as a matter of fact, he is a dumb, just fart boy. <laughs> well, right? Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing. So movie. which one is it, pal? <laughs> that's, this is the dogma. Is he, does he got the, all the influential no, shit, or dogma, is he a dumb fart boy? The dogma is all surface, and he didn't take this script out. He just like, he was just tooting his own horn. But, I mean, he's had this script for a while, He wrote too, it early on, because right? Because at the end, like of clerks, the end of Clerks, it says, the coming next, dogma. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Still, <laughs> still what, garbage. Uh, I don't still, know where we're going with that. No, 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 I, I, no, 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 no. That makes sense. It, it is like that's what it, it feels like a young man's, yeah. uh, young man's. So it's, it was still like you know, like. He but was, I'm just saying. You're saying he, you don't think he thought it through. I think he did in the rewrite when he did later. I think he really knew what he was talking about. I think he was trying to be anti-abortion. I think, uh, I think Kevin Smith. I think Kevin Smith is anti-women. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I think Kevin Smith is anti-women. <laughs> Are you he, trying to make Bondo mad? Even though really he made, even though he made God a woman, he's anti-Latino. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, no, he's no. definitely anti-Latino. I don't think okay. he's ever seen a Latino in his life. Okay, but, all right, you're right. There's just white and black people. <laughs> like that's all he knows. Yeah. Hey, Selma Hayek is in there. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Are we that's, all we we, that's all we're going to count as Latino <laughs> nowadays? All right. That's, well, that's, we're reaching. Over that's here. another problematic podcast. Yeah. It, and she's just naked. You I, know? Think, I think it is ultimately it's, Kevin Smith like grappling with his own religion and being Catholic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, For sure. Yeah, yeah. Grown, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. He was like, like, he talks about how Catholic he was raised, and I'm sure he doesn't feel like great about abortion. No, not really comes to the movie as we saw. But it's, it's I'm actually really jo- I'm I'm sort of joking, but I'm just no. But that's that's, but, but that's, that's sort track. Of, if you look at it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It is sort of something to sort of like I, you know, like you said. I I do kind of agree with Mono. I don't think he was really thinking about it that deep. Yeah. But when you look at it in that sense, for right, sure. Like why is she working at an abortion clinic? Just it seems like she's just so pissed. But I think that has a lot to do with her performance. Yeah. That doesn't that do sort of elevate service the storyline because they never come back to it. Like there's sure exactly. You know, there, there's yeah, a part yeah. where Janine Garofalo tells her like, "Oh, you you're Catholic. Like go talk to them. Like yeah. you know." So that that never really comes back around. So the fact that she's set in that well, spot, that, it well, makes, yeah, yeah, and she just makes like, no sense. Man, she's like, "Well, they just they probably hate me more than they hate you." Yeah. <laughs> That's that's I mean that uh, let let everyone know that was a clip from the movie. That wasn't me doing anyway. <laughs> Actual clip. We, we got Bethany Sloan on this show. Well, one thing's for Rex. sure. Kevin Smith it, as bad or as not this movie's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. I don't know. Talking about it now, I'm like really bored of dogma. <laughs> I was just like, I'm ready to move on. He definitely fell off after this. Is what I'm going like, to say. I, yeah, like a, yeah. this is not, I, I just wouldn't, um, again, like shame on you for making me watch this. <laughs> um, but, you know, Chasing Amy, of course, I'll watch it anytime, but. Dogma, like I, I you just, know, I have a special edition DVD, and I want to fling into the fucking well, ocean. Well, I feel like it was an end. Of, you, 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 did you love this movie at a point? Of course. Yeah. And again, like I said, because I was such like a back in there was a certain time where I was just such a surface, yeah, like anti-religion person, and this like it, it does that for you because you're so dumb at a certain time, you don't realize that it's pro-religion. It's not anti-religion at all. Yeah. You're just sort of like, oh yeah, fucking shit monster. 
yeah, Jesus, you're dumb. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just, there's no, there's like, not, that's like what this movie is. There's like no, there's nothing else. You know what I mean? I mean, well, like, I never thought it was like a pro-religion or like anti-religion, I guess, either. No. It's kind of like, like one of those it's things faith. where. It's pro-faith for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's where you have to make your own decision. I mean, yeah. it's fine to believe in either one. And, yeah. then, and that's, if you want to believe in that, and that's, and that's okay. You know, like. I mean, I like I'm like kind of like anti-religion, but I still kind of think there's something, you know. There's like a god, like you know. There's like something yeah, out there, set. you know. And <laughs> shit monster, poop but monster. I mean, it's always so hard to like really believe. Like there's like the, like a faith in like how people like you know present it to you. Like, and I think that's like a big thing is like how religion is presented. Like even in Christianity, uh, Catholic, Catholicism. Judaism, you know, all all the religions, you know, it's all kind of like just one of those things where like they just really want to put all these rules on you and we're punk rock. So we don't. So <laughs> fuck authority, fuck rules and we'll take it as we want, you know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, what, and, that's and what and I think dogma is. Because we're you know? punk rock. We're like, fuck rules, fuck authority. The church is like, we'll fuck kids. Yeah. So we don't we don't fuck oh, with that. My God. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mess with that. We, we don't want to do that. We should have watched Spotlight. We knew yeah. that was going to happen yeah. at some point. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, why didn't Kevin Smith bring that up? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Catholicism. Wow. Like, come on. Well, I like, think that's, it was like, really a conversation. Yeah, Buddy Christ. Then. I think that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't part. think so. But yeah, I, that's I don't. Pretty... I was gonna say that I don't see the movie. It wasn't as, at that time. I don't think so. I yeah, think I guess not. Where like the Catholic scandals happened. I but... think it's always been a, a little now. You know, yeah. a little. But like, that's you know. You know we kept yeah. things on the. What I was gonna say is that time. I don't think the movie is like either pro-religion or anti. I think what it does is that it just it's pro-choice. It's pro-choice. I think you just get caught up and like how ridiculous it is like and i think that's yeah. where like if i look at it as a whole it's like the whole film is ridiculous like this whole idea of like these ideologies that we we like carry it's like yeah alanis morissette didn't have a hit at that time <laughs> <laughs> it's did fantastic song for the end of the movie though what i can't even it? there's yeah, a, I exactly can't remember, there's a song Damn, isn't that ironic <laughs> <laughs> don't you think <laughs> i mean it's like yeah it's like you know yeah, it's like a rainy. It's like your wedding day and a rainy day or whatever. <laughs> whatever she whatever said. She whatever said. she said. All right, the let's wrap it up. Passed. Let's <laughs> wrap this up. So I, I think we're the lottery and then you die the next. Day. I think I think I wanted to get as far as Dogma because Dogma is like the last Kevin Smith movie that I loved at one point. Yeah. Okay. And that's like a big thing. That, yeah. yeah. He's influential in my life, and I mean, we my talked about too. it. My life too. Yeah. I still, I'm the historian, right? Yeah. We know. <laughs> That goes without saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does anybody have any final thoughts? We'll do a rating, and uh, you can reiterate how much you do not want this in the criteria. <laughs> I did want to make one point really quick because I, we talked about the two movies back to back, and like I think it's nice going back to his films and kind of seeing some of the through lines. And one of the things that stood out, just like as something he does, mm-hmm. is like this idea of like male persuasion, like that opening scene with Matt Damon basically getting this nun to shake all of her foundation just because he's like, oh, I can outsmart you. Yeah. Um, And same thing happens with like chasing Amy. It's like, oh, I can talk you into like not being a lesbian. And so that was a thing that stood out to me watching those. (laughs) A lot of mansplaining. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like the, the ego that like, 
you know, and the ego on this guy. <laughs> I mean, the ego yeah, and he's the a talker. Him. I'm sure he feels that way about himself that he can talk yeah. people into anything. Yeah, exactly. And so that stood out a lot watching those two together. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I feel like that happens throughout a lot of his movies, probably all mm-hmm. of them. So, what is your rating of uh, oh, Dogma? I would give it like a 1.5. Wow. Yeah, that's, pretty that's, low. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mondo? Mondo, as the official skew. <laughs> We're taking this one from you, Mondo. This is going to be... As the voice of Kevin Smith. This yeah. is going to be on the cover of the, the reissue. He's, yeah. he's Kevin Smith's Metatron. <laughs> I mean... I mean... I've, uh, I mean, because I've seen Jay and Silent Bob reboot, <laughs> I can't give Dogma a one point whatever. Like, uh, Jay and Silent Reboot is like... like it doesn't even get a story. Are we talking rankings or just as a standalone, though? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I mean, I'd still give it a three, you know, uh, a wow three. Wow. <laughs> the faces we all just made. <laughs> you know, because it's like. <laughs> you know? uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know what's fun. I, don't, I don't even know why you guys are laughing right now. <laughs> you didn't, I don't know if you saw all of our collective faces yeah, when you said exactly. three. <laughs> You guys give it lower than a three? Oh, uh, okay. Well, why a three? I mean, <laughs> Can you explain every star? <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> what uh, what hockey jersey are you basing this on? <laughs> I mean, the central air, obviously. You know, like, uh, just, we need to I talk mean, about them. It's still. I mean, it's as like it's it's bad obviously now but i mean at a certain point it was you know one of our favorites it was like oh like kevin mm-hmm. smith is really going to do something next and you know he just really leaned into jay and silent bob after that because of dogma mm-hmm. but i mean and and this is kind of a i still feel like this is a still a bit of a personal film for him because he's fighting with his own religious beliefs I feel and like that you for know sure. not but, as successful as chasing amy but yeah but not I feel as like ex- it's personal not as ex- successful as chasing amy and you know, it was just like, it's, it's, it's Kevin Smith kind of losing it a little bit and like, kind of like feeling himself kind of, and that, that's okay. But I mean, I feel like it's still a pretty good film for what it is, you know, like, like this is the Jalen Silent Bob movie. I don't know why he had to make the, that, like the sequel is Jalen Silent Bob, you know, Mm -hmm. Dogma is like that whole thing. And, and it actually says, it's trying to say something, even though it doesn't, it's not as successful as Chasing Amy, but, you know, after this, he just really leans into that, like, he doesn't know what to fucking do, or he doesn't know what to write, honestly, yeah. you know, and I still feel like he had something to write in this one, you know? Yeah, I feel like throughout the first, what is this, like the fifth movie? This is the fourth, movie? yeah. I feel like he's struggling with this ability to write, yeah. like, I feel like he's... And he said that himself, yeah. you know, like, he, like, after even Clerks, he's like, I have nothing else to say. You know? Yeah, like, I think you really feel that. Oh, is that really? <laughs> uh, after who's had nothing, that, that sounds crazy to me. But you, News to me. You, you can see, like, that's each like, movie you know, has that's a reaction like to the self, laughs. Like, that's, like, self-sabotaging, you know, because he did Mallrats. He tried to make his, like, animal house, you know, with Mallrats. Yeah. And then he, like, and then it, like, you know, it kind of screwed him over, so... He kind of leaned into like living a life again, you know, mm-hmm. and not being, you know, like 
not exactly being the clerk guy anymore, but like, you know, this new life that he's like leaning into and like growing into. Mm -hmm. And that, that was like the Hollywood life. And that like, you know, like, and his struggles, struggles with being like inadequate, like that we all have, you know, like, yeah, for sure. and that's chasing Amy, you know, like, yeah. and it's just like, you know, like spearheaded in a, a you know, like, you know, his sexual, you know, weird, weird deviant, creepy way, sort of, you know? Yeah. And you know, and I think then, he had to. That's what made him interesting. Yeah, exactly. At the time, that's to lean into you know, those things. That's that's the thing about him, like his speaking events. You know, where it's like it's really personal, and they're funny and yeah, stuff. Funny. And he can make those stupid dick and fart jokes because, yeah. you know, it's a different kind of medium, and and dogma is that you know he always had that because he was always struggling with his you know like his his religious beliefs and stuff like that. But it just, I don't know. He just didn't know how to well you're very fine tune it out you know fine tune it i think you have now convinced me i'm the historian (laughs) you know now i'm like okay i could bump it up to jordan just gonna (laughs) jordan's just gonna do his alan rickman impression for his end of review so uh, no no no. look look at like uh, after hearing what mondo said he's right this is a this is a two-star movie at best Uh, is that a tear in your eye i mean absolutely it's a two-star movie at best and that's only based on nostalgia factor and all the stuff that mondo was saying uh, it's not based on any sort of down it's, because not, of what I said. it's not really any sort of like, like billy madison you're we're all stupider and dumber for hearing your like no no you made some excellent points but they didn't go to the stars it, it's just two star. It's a two. It's a two yeah, star. Yeah, went film. to the moon, dog. Through and through, two star film. Through and through, like no way. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, yes, put absolutely. it on. Put it on. <laughs> because you, uh, Affleck you told me to turn it off when we were watching it. <laughs> did he? But Affleck, yes, I yes. Affleck, he's he's Affleck, he's, he's, he's all he's all turn this off. And I was like, and I laughed, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't want to watch this. I'm gonna go to McDonald's. I was like, oh, all right. Like, I guess so that's I was, I was hangry. Three stars. I need I needed to make a movie muffin. Yeah. And yeah, right. Like I'm the one who literally sat here and watched it. And I'm giving it. You know what I mean? And he's like, turn this shit off. And he's all six stars. He's all uh, Kevin two Smith, big men. Kevin Smith at his most vulnerable. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> but I can't watch anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a two-star movie. Look, there are like those comedies that have that sort of, uh, that, that nastiness to it, right? Where it's just like, oh, like this doesn't age well. You know what I mean? There's like the animal houses. There's those things. But those are like four-star movies still because they keep up with that. They, You can still... Yeah, sure, they are still that same idea where it's literally just the surface of, like, you scribbling on your fucking folder or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they do it in such a way that it it's, uh, I don't know, it, it's still fun. It's still funny. There's still, like, jokes that land. And again, like we talked about with Dogma, you know, everything lands like the way Chris Rock landed in this movie. <laughs> just just bare-assed, all flat. <laughs> nothing good nothing good it just it just lands like and you're just like oh my god you're just like kevin 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 it's like i get it like you know we're talking about religion we're doing this stuff but like jesus like what the fuck like you you know that you can do better than this Mm -hmm. like you know and that's the thing i guess that's the thing that pisses me off about this guy 
this fucking guy, Kevin Smith. You know this guy? This is, guy. is that, like, I know from Clerks and things like Chasing Amy that he has something. He has stuff that he can, like, write about. He can bring something from his soul and bring it out onto, like, you know, onto the screen or whatever. But yeah. he's so concerned about, like you were talking about, that Comic-Con like bringing that into like just trying to be like oh i'm the guy who like i was there at comic-con first here's james holland bob six we're at comic-con get it don't you guys get it you know what i mean like yeah. it's just like oh man like this is disgusting you, you know what i mean like you need to just really figure out yourself and what you want to say because you did it with you know chasing amy you did it with clerks and you know i get it he tried to sort of do it with dogma but it, it just didn't land because he was I feel like he was so concerned with the goofiness of everything he was so concerned with like no James on the Bob are the prophets like shut the hell up like you know what I mean like shut up like what kind of movie like what kind of movie is that what kind of movie is that he's like he's got this whole thing later he's like all right we need two uh we need two prophets to take uh, Bethany our main character oh James Silent Bob it's just like get out I don't know I think you're putting too much in like you're like putting so much into profits because they're just you know like here he they're, comes. They're these... at first it means the world now it doesn't mean anything you're looking too no. much into it no i don't i don't mean that you're like looking too much into it you're trying to put too much on them they're just these catalysts that can move her to this place you know and that's all she no, no. needed you know I, I, yes. I no no i understand that but what i'm saying is that like him choosing that it has to be them too is what i'm saying like there's no it's just like if who you who's who it is, you know. It I'm doesn't matter. You that I care. It, it does doesn't matter. matter who they are. It does matter because that makes it goofy. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't give it that that the 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 deepness that he wants like it to have. Like it's too distracting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, Mondo, you were saying earlier about how like this is such a personal film, and I don't see a moment like that happen that feels very personal yeah, exactly. or real. Mm. Like that's what was missing from this yeah. is like that moment where like. There is that vulnerability in like yeah because because there's... Jason Mewes is like we gonna fuck or what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like what like where'd you come from like there's, we're dealing with real shit here there's a religious the uh, there's there's a biblical things going on here and we gotta listen to like Jay like mute like Jason Mewes be like hey Bethany are we gonna have sex or what like you know it's just like damn that's it. Whereas, like, that's why, again, that's why, you know, it works in Clerks. And I feel like they, they should have just been left there. Yeah. They were meant for Clerks. The first Clerks, and that was it. Yeah, they're great yeah, in that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like, like the they, characters in that. I like Jansen Bob and Clerks. Exactly. They work there. They're, they're supposed to be there. They're not supposed to be. They work in Mollets. They work in Chasing Amy. Uh, I mean, I guess if Mallrats <laughs> works, they would work in there. But Mallrats doesn't. But... <laughs> Chasing Amy, I, I mean, I guess they're fine. It's just it's just like that. It's just like so sad that he has to go into that crutch. And that's what I'm saying. That's why you get two stars, Kevin Smith, because you got a crutch. You need to get off that crutch. You need to start learning how to write real characters. And you got to stop fucking shoving Jane Silent Bob in whenever you're just like, well, I don't know what to write, so let's just have... Uh, Silent Bob just be like, oh, fucking, you ever bring lasagna for someone fucking for lunch? And uh, uh, bisexual. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Like, there's no... Well, he a was... bisexual lasagna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you're cooking up. Think about, think about it. You said it best. You know about the Viewer's Crew universe. <laughs> you read the comic book. 
Exactly. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. what it, I feel you know like what he just became obsessed with the idea of the universe. Like he felt like his fans were invested in his universe. Yeah. And so he was uh obligated to bring his, characters yes. back. His fans loved his R2 D2 in fucking uh C3PO, which was Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, exactly. And so he just like tried to like I can make toys off of this shit. I can do like comic books. I can just make dumbass movies off of this. Yeah. Instead of just being like, well, you know what? Maybe I can be like an artist or a good writer. Yeah, exactly. Or a good director, a good person, a, a, someone who dresses like a normal person. <laughs> anything. He 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 went out of his way to do anything else. <laughs> and that's exactly the way. Like by the time he makes his second movie, he's already referencing his first movie. Yeah. Like Mono's extremely frustrated. He can't stand the slander against Kevin Smith. He's just pissed. I think this movie. Well, I mean, I think two and a half stars, Mondo. Okay, two wow. and a half stars. That's fine. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Ash? I was just gonna say it's just upsetting because you know he has it in him. Like especially after talking about I don't think chasing. So. I don't know. I think he does. I just think you know, when you're a filmmaker, you have to ride that wave, right? You have the studios. You have to kind of ride that like. So I feel like there's also that pressure to get stuff out that like maybe yeah. if he would have taken some time to sit with it a little bit longer, like it could have been better. Like he can write some really like poignant He's scenes. written some great scenes, yeah. Yeah, yeah we could have had a mall ratatouille. <laughs> so, mall rats. That's maybe for sure. Come on, Mondo, laugh at that. The longer his career <laughs> goes on. It's my body, it's my laugh. <laughs> the longer his career goes on and the more that he makes, I like the, 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 the closer I get to thinking like, oh, he just got lucky and making like two good movies. Like, his frustration just paid off at two points, and that's Clerks and Chasing Amy. Well, look, I mean, that's a whole nother like hour of this podcast. So we could talk about how why he got lucky because he was around a time and like you know what I mean, like in the nineties, where like everyone wanted like oh quick dialogue. We're just like oh damn, like that's cool that he wrote dialogue about like guys talking about like oh you know there's a uh, you know uh, workers in the Death Star. Yeah. It's like, like to them they're like that's Tarantino that's Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson like they didn't know any better and they just yeah. sort of you know what I mean they're like yeah. that's Scorsese baby and then guess what here he is Kevin Smith <laughs> yeah like he's not that you know what I mean so he like literally got lucky yeah. in that little like kind of he got caught up in that little like kind of you know Sundance kind of like Harvey Weinstein was just like getting those things like grabbing those like little indie movies that like felt like that they were supposed to be Tarantino they were supposed to be like this you know what I mean like and he literally got lucky, and once they gave him the keys of the kingdom, he was like, uh, Jane, Silent Bob 3? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there was no... He had, like, nothing to give them, because Clerks was all he had to say. I mean, chasing Amy, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there was nothing else that he could, like, give them. When it was like, oh, well, like, Tarantino and, like, Paul Thomas Anderson, everyone was like, oh, like, I actually have shit to say. I can make movies. Maybe, maybe people don't like them. Maybe not the greatest things ever, but... They were better than dogma or like whatever the fuck. You no, know what I mean? Sure. And so, look, you know, I came on this thing to scorch earth this motherfucker, Kevin Smith. You understand? <laughs> and, and you haven't, you haven't said a thing. Him down. Yeah, and you haven't, you haven't disagreed with me at all. So I've been disagreeing with the whole time. <laughs> no, you've been nodding, being like, you know what? He's I right. think <laughs> as a frustrated writer, I appreciate like the trajectory of Kevin Smith, like because, he, like I said, you can really see that like grappling with his own abilities as a writer throughout the first movies all the way up until Dogma and then after Dogma I don't really give a shit but every movie is like a reaction to the last like I feel like Mallrats he got a budget he's like oh, I'm gonna do more of what like people liked about it he got that wrong whatever okay let's get personal did it right and then he's like let's get personal again did it wrong you know it's just like this like back and forth always of like what did people like about me you know and he's like paying too much attention to like how people are reacting to his movies to like get it right or like 
Fucking Jersey girls suck so bad. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> but I, I appreciate I, I that. I honestly don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not as bad as That's people, insane. Not as bad as people say, but still bad. Think about that. He also doesn't think the Supergirl episodes Kevin Smith directed are that bad. He wants to put those in the Criterion Collection. I've and that, and, the, those. and you would never even know that he directed an episode of yeah. anything. Because, again, that's another thing, like... He directs episodes of television. You're just like, oh yeah, that could just be anybody. Yeah, he's he has made no style. for that. He has no like style. there is no style. Yes, it no just style. you can maybe tell that oh, okay, he might have wrote this yeah. because someone just like saying some someone fucking. Said, someone said they wanted to fuck. Or <laughs> well, no, no. Someone said they wanted to fuck like Daffy Duck or something. Like there's got to be like a, a sexual thing and then a reference to like pop culture and like some yeah. comic book or like something. You know what I mean? Like oh, where, where's Donald Duck's dick? And it's just like oh, like that's Kevin Smith. He wrote that. Because I would myself when I was younger, I would write the stuff better than that. <laughs> Uh, five years old could have wrote a script better than this <laughs> better than dogma <laughs> alright guys I'm gonna wrap this up you guys are starting a new podcast aren't you it's in the works <laughs> is that a real thing it's in the works it's in the works um, you know we're, we're testing it out it's gonna like you know we're, we're trying filling to filling it out it. testing it out yeah, yeah so I guess it, it is gonna come out but do you want to announce it here or no yeah we can yeah, yeah, I'm down about it. A little bit. yeah yeah so we're doing a potterage which is <laughs> oh uh, my god <laughs> so we're yeah we're um, we're going through every episode of entourage <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and really, you know, really getting into in the it. movies, literally, and really the movie getting... that'll be the last episode, of course, you know. Yes, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully, we can get the whole cast and crew, like <laughs> Doug Ellen, to join us. I'm so, sure you, know. you can get at least a couple. <laughs> and let me just say this right here. I mean, you saw the Fire and Fury has for Kevin Smith. You should see the fucking Fire and Fury has for the first episode of Entourage, because oh. that's this. Yeah, so. You know, I thought I was going to be the one who loved it. This man has just been like, you're an idiot. Like, he knew what he was doing. Turtle turtle has the best sex he's ever had. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. So, yeah, we're just going to go through every episode and just kind of talk about, like, yeah. I don't know, like, why we liked it when we watched it. What's You know what I mean? It's sort of like this, uh, right? The times it's like, have it changed. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of looking back at like Kevin Smith. Like, why did it like, why did I get together with my friends every Sunday to watch a new episode of Entourage? Yeah. When it's the most sexist, like unfunny fucking like thing that has ever existed. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Like, why? Yeah. And so we get into that. And, you know, it's just like that male fantasy shit, you know, where you're just like, oh, I wish that was me and my friends and blah, blah, blah. Or Paris Hilton era. Or a lot, yes. era. Or a lot know, funnier shit, than that. Yeah. I dress better than Vinny Chase, blah, 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 all that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's our new pot. Well, yeah, it's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, and again, Mondo's a... <laughs> you thought you, you heard Fire and Fury for View Askew and Kevin Smith. Just wait till this guy goes toe-to-toe for Ari and Vinny. <laughs> Ashley, is there anything that you would like to say before we head out? No. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Thank you for having me on. Man, you sound like a Kevin Smith character. <laughs> I'm tired. It's late. 
For sure. All right, then. Uh, thanks for being here for this, guys. Oh, thank you for having no, me. Thanks it for having us again. It took a while to get to it. I'm glad we got to it. Yeah. This was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to be on our show again, too. So Fuck yeah. It's, 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 it's just I would big love old... to talk about entourage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. We're going to need a bunch of guests for that. We <laughs> yeah. need, like, different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, if you need a female perspective, yes, I have do. a lot of opinions about entourage. <laughs> Let's go. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Let's do it. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about when this movie came into your life. I like to start there. Um, kind of like with Clerks, kind of like with the with the entire Jersey saga. Kind of came with with you know knowing you and uh, getting to you know hang out with you and the family and discovering those movies together. So it happened all at the same time. Did we find these all at the same time? I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened. I don't remember the I first think- Kevin Smith movie I saw. I think maybe you had seen a few of them before, but I discovered them. My, I had my first times with you. Yeah. So you never forget your first. Do you remember that time we were, I, forget, I think we were going to the museum or something and we were watching Clerks in the car. <laughs> it was in a, it was in my dad's Escalate or something. I can't remember what car, but it was, a, it was definitely an SUV that had a TV in it. And we're with a friend of ours who we, we won't name here, but she was very uncomfortable <laughs> when I was watching Clerks with the family. <laughs> well, yeah. It was, it's, it's, I think those were those days, I think those special days where we kind of played hooky and uh, went to the beach. I think I remember those were those types of days. And I remember watching Clerks with you. Yeah. I it very uncomfortable. It's, like, it's, it's not for everyone. Yeah. it's like back in the days when we just didn't understand a boundary for anyone we're just like you should all enjoy this what do you mean women are uncomfortable (laughs) no (laughs) you mean you don't have a sense of humor (laughs) and then some men made a fucking career on that Um, did this movie have the same effect on you as it did on me? I, I, in rewatching, okay, I didn't enjoy this movie a ton. Like, maybe not even, like, not you much. <laughs> but I was, I was, like, stricken by how much I'm still carrying with me that this movie kind of preaches on. And it's interesting that um, it kind of opened me up for, you know, the atheism that I would, like, adopt later on, maybe a few years after I saw this. But, oh, yeah. but we, in, in, in our other conversation with the Criterion guys, we were uh, talking about how this movie is like not anti-religion at all, but like kind of the opposite. It totally posits a world where God very much exists, which is funny with all the, all the hoopla that came with it when it first came out, uh, just with the, the, the protests and the death threats. And, you know, if you, like I said last time, a lot of these stories you can find uh, on the Evening with Kevin Smith um, storytelling series, especially the first one, which is my favorite. Yeah. Um, is there more? Just, <laughs> yeah, there's like Evening Harder. There was uh, Two Bout <laughs> to Fly. Uh, he had like special, he was like a, a, again, he was not a comic, but like there was like a period of time where like every few years he came out with a, a special. Yeah. Uh, where he just did the storytelling thing and it was pretty good, but like, um, yeah, there's the story of he, you know, he went and protested his own movie and no one noticed except maybe like a reporter. It's pretty <laughs> hilarious. I kind of I went through some of those um, evening with Kevin Smith 
things last night just to kind of just to hear those stories again because they're pretty funny but um it totally posits a world where 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 god very much is 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 around us and cares about us and as alanis more said you know it's uh it's actually a very positive fucking message overall so i don't know it, it but the way it affected me back then i think it felt like the thinking slackers movie the thinking like like about it's like when you're a, you're 15 and you just discover George Carlin and yeah. it's like, Oh, and then you feel like really empowered, but you're also smug about it. I think <laughs> that this movie hit me at that point where I thought it was bigger than it was. I thought it was kind of this epic kind of, um, odyssey. Yeah. Cause I used to think it was longer than it is. I thought it was like a three hour movie, but it's really just kind of, it's like just a little over it, two. It's pretty tight. Like it's, it's very just, tight. Yeah. It all starts. It dude, like it, within the first like 10 minutes, it just takes the fuck off pretty much yeah. when it gets to Linda Fiorentino, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, it just fucking really goes off. Cause it goes from the church to the abortion clinic to just like all this, just like the exposition on everything is just like coffin tight. Yeah. And it goes the fuck off. But, uh, so, and I watched it again for the first time in a long time, about three months ago, two two and two and a half, three months ago in California. And I was like, okay, this is still good. Like it still hit the nostalgia parts. Yeah. And then talking to you uh, yesterday and talking about, I mean, I haven't heard what the criterion, you and the criterion fellows had to say about it, but I was like, it's like, is this a good movie? And then <laughs> I watched it again. Okay. This is what I said. I still enjoy it yeah. to an extent because it has a lot of the thing. Like it has all those things that I loved when I was younger is a Jane Silent Bob it had Chris Rock, Selma Hayek. Like there's the, that's a great Jason Lee, just all these fucking old names that were not old names, but just this, all those things I liked as a kid. Felt like hanging uh, with your friends. People. All those people. It's like hanging with your friends, fucking parasocial relationship blues, like a motherfucker. Uh, so I watched it again last night and it's really like, so it's like kind of the Goonies it's like a cat <laughs> it's a fantasy adventure like it kind of would if it was like teenagers or like younger people it would still work yeah um but it's just a bunch of grown-ass adults but doing the goonies and doing it for catholicism <laughs> the unmaking of existence it's pretty it's pretty it's just so like just the way like the music the pacing uh just it's just it's pleasantly cartoonish but also very like ham fist just the way like some of the just some some of the performances, like Linda Fiorentino, especially. I didn't really. I think a lot of my nostalgia, a lot of the the part of me that loved it, that's nostalgia, always thought she was great in it. But <laughs> last night, it's like this is kind of like bordering on. I mean, it's kind of good, and then like when she starts to kind of rise, she gets kind of like Tommy Wiseau about it. <laughs> Especially that scene where she like is in the water and she's processing and she just screams in the, in the, in the pond or in the lake. I think the jarring part is that most, for most of the movie, she's like giving nothing. So when she gives something, it's just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's no in between. She's very deadpan and just very like, I, I, I get the idea that she's like uh, like this tested put upon Job character again, kind of like the Dante, but like this more this more this one is more like she's more unaffected or she's just numb. Really. Yeah, 
And like she jolts from that to just like excited or angry. And it's just very, there's no in between. There's no, it's just like, yeah, very rapid fire. And so that was a little unsettling uh, in, 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 in hindsight, but <laughs> no, I, yeah, I didn't care about anything. Even like, like Chris Rock did a great job, but just, I don't know. There's just something so, <laughs> ah, it was just the, the way that he, presented all that dialogue is just very like this is this movie could have come out in like 1986 but without the religion it could, it, it's the goonies yeah there's a rubber there's a fucking monster made of shit <laughs> i think what the, the thing that you're landing on is coming out in the 80s mondo made the point that he was so disgusted or not disgusted but like bored of this movie because everyone's just trying to get laid in it and that's very much like an 80s trope <laughs> oh my god yeah uh fucking and then and then also it's like okay that's what it is yeah, this is a sexually aggressive goodies it's a se- <laughs> like, mostly from jay because he and then there's no in between with him either because he goes from being kind of like a almost likable kind of charming like progressive kind of sort of sort of progressive character yeah to, to just like fuck me fuck me right now that i remember that was one of the first because i uh, when i saw it in july uh that was one of the first things i took away from it. like he is probably the most sexually aggressive he's ever been in this franchise uh and yeah it was a lot and i kind of I felt for Bethany, the character, but I also was like, what does Linda Fiorentino take with her when she goes home? What kind of, like, I'm sure he was the nicest fucking guy. I'm sure he was respectful, but just like that energy, that J energy, it comes from somewhere. And you have to wonder the, the stories that she would tell later on down the line from, from working on this fucking movie. Um, yeah. I think she wasn't having the best time on set. You can kind of tell because it's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, I also think I liked her a lot because I, I remember I first saw her in Men in Black and I had a really big crush on her. So, it, I, you know, I have nice memories of her. Yeah, for and, sure. I but forgot yeah, she, she was in that. We, we even covered that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess she's not bad in that. I, I guess that's just a different energy, though. Oh, she probably liked it a lot better. Like, just, yeah, for some reason, like, she just didn't fit in this movie. I Now, I'm not saying that I was starting to think about, like, who could have been a an, an alternate or great alternative uh and joey lauren adams <laughs> yes yes damn it you took it is that what you guys came up with too no we didn't talk about that but we were talking about how good jo- joey lauren adams is as a chase and amy yes so. and like right off of the heels of that she would have been so perfect yeah oh, that's you took it right out of my, right out of my <laughs> i was lungs. thinking about that after our conversation i was like she would have been really good in this i'm sad that like her she hasn't like she's nowhere to be seen or found we currently. need uh lower lauren adams essence um i hope that's coming from her do you know anything about what happened to her i should have looked this up i haven't had time to do any research for this but i know no you know she's been on uh I saw her, I think, on Party Down a long, uh, a long time. Oh, really? Ago. I think she was on an episode or two of Party Down. Uh, I thought she might have ended up on CIS or something. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'll have to I look up her credits. <laughs> Who knows, man? It's, it's TV. Did you, um, did you get a chance to rewatch Chasing Amy? Okay, this is what happened. So it was about one in the morning, and so what I did, I started kind of just looking at it. I sorry, I kind of skimming through it in like uh, choice scenes, and I just knew like. Oh my God, I'd rather talk about this movie because <laughs> just like holistically, <laughs> just aesthetically, uh, just some of the, di- the dialogue is just like a superior fucking, it's his Pinkerton, you know? Yeah. Um, which I, I guess makes this maladroit. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. Dogma? Okay. Yeah. I think dogma fits for maladroit. 
<laughs> or his green album. No, green album. What would a green album be? Yeah, okay. I would give this green album. I was trying to figure this out. Because there's still some good things on Green Album. There's good parts to this movie. Like, there's like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like parts that I like about this movie for sure. I really like. I talked about this in the last episode, or with the talk with the guys. I love Ben Affleck. My my love for Ben Affleck has just grown over the years, and he elevates this material like so well. My favorite part of this whole movie, I realized, was Matt, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck just together, like. Every time they they came together like on their road trip on their journey, it was like I want to fucking watch this movie. I would watch this as a TV show. Yeah, um, just them trying to find loopholes to get back into heaven and like killing all the <laughs> on the way, killing the wicked. <laughs> like just that in itself would have been fucking hilarious. Um, and just the back and forth. I was wondering, like, we don't have that much anymore. Do we have this? I don't know. I've been kind of a lapsed movie fan, and you know, fan of most you know content or you know art. Yeah, I've been trying to keep up. Like, you know, in the 90s, we had Farley and Spade and Affleck and Damon. And, like, we had these, like, duos. Like, all the way back to, like, Martin and Lewis and Abin Costello. had this kind of, like, powerful, money-making, fucking charming duo group. These tag teams. Like, do we have that anymore? Um, no. Because for a while, I guess the last one was, like, Mulaney and Nick Kroll. But even then... Yeah, but that wasn't, like... that wasn't a movie. You can't make a. You haven't made a movie franchise. Yeah, I think the last big thing we had was like anything in the Apatow universe, like you know, um, and Seth Rogen and paired with whoever. Adria or not even that. Like there's there's no there's no like comedy tag team anymore or just even acting tag team. Uh, and that that's what I got. I got that kick out of these two in this movie. It was fucking, yeah, it's an energy. It like they really captured something. I, I guess that's why like their energy well around Goodwill hunting and stuff like that. Like people were really smitten with these guys, but you could see yeah. why it works. Like they're charismatic as hell uh, and the energy between them, like they, it doesn't even matter if this dialogue doesn't hold, which I think the dialogue in the beginning holds up pretty well, but anytime that they're on screen, like I, I'm just like eating it up. I'm buying it, you know? Yeah, um, no, I love, love that first scene in the airport and just with the nun. Yeah, <laughs> which in the past, when I watched Dogma, I feel like, it works so well that it made me think that the rest of it was working just as well. But now it just feels a, a little bit uneven because I'm paying so much attention to Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, like killing it, that when you yeah. see like Jan Son and Bob talking to Lord, uh, Linda Fiorentino, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Like the, that diner scene when they're talking about John Hughes, like that's something, like that conversation, like, one, I, I, don't, I don't really think it's like that funny or believable that these guys came to Shimmer, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> because of a John Hughes movie, you couldn't do you couldn't do enough research to find out that there actually isn't a Shermer, Illinois. Like, how did you? <laughs> There's little things that I could nitpick. It just, yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think they really fucking uh, carried carried a lot of it. I, I realized that they were like my favorite part of that whole movie. Yeah, um, uh, and part of the Kevin Smith, uh, if he had a style, because he, he he attests himself that he has no style. But I think an interesting that thing that happens in Kevin Smith movies is where something kind of serious and uh, like something that would have a, like kind of an effect on you, an emotional effect, is paired with something that's kind of off or like goofy. Like he lives in a goofy world. Like when they're um, having the conversation in the airport, walking through it, and there's like the cheese heads in the back, and the guys playing with the movie doll. Like yeah. that's like something like pretty good happening in the in in the foreground and something really goofy happening in the background um and kevin smith does this in a few movies where he'll pair like this this goofy tone 
with this kind of serious tone. And I thought back to chasing Amy when they're in the diner and Ben Affleck is, uh, he's just kind of not in a great mood. This is right before he professes his love to her and she buys the painting off the wall from the guy and the guy who's like selling the painting to her is, it's just like the tone is off. Like it's like amateur or something, but Kevin Smith like creates a tone in pairing like these, these two tones together, sort of like it's, 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 it's an interesting texture between like, uh, something that's confident and something that's just kind of loose and wacky and goofy. Um, and I think it kind of falls over the deep end in dogma with like this movie stuff in the background, like, like that whole conversation they're having in front while they're eating egg and movie muffins, like the colors in that scene are just like, they're kind of gross. Yeah. It's all purple and yellow. Like that's the only thing I, I, I um, I kind of, I enjoyed clerks too. I haven't seen, the new, I just hated the color scheme of that. It just, I think, it, but I think it's on purpose. It's meant to be ugly and you're supposed to hate it. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to like, give it a corporatized feeling or something like bleak. Because yeah. wearing this fucking weird, like purple, it's like a, like a royal purple, it's like Prince Purple and there's this kind of bright, like sun, sunshine yellow. Yeah. I don't know. It's now that I think about it, like the color, the nice. color scheme of Clerks 2 and the, the movie colors, like those are pretty similar. Um, and it's fucking ugly. I, I mean, I hate it, but I think you're supposed to. So, yeah, that makes sense. But it's still, it just looks terrible on camera. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's a choice. Did you realize Bud Court was in Dogma? <laughs> I did not until the first time I saw until the first time the other month, uh, and I was like, that is fucking Bud Court. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it until until just recently. Um, and it, it, for some reason, it just. It, didn't feel like him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, yeah. This last time watching, I was like, oh yeah, that's totally Bud Court. I do like the idea of like God being in a coma and like stuck in a body and stuff like that. That's like pretty interesting to me. Um, I dug that. Yeah. Uh, what are? Any, oh, no, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you kind of have, have any other fan? Because I was also thinking about like just slight tweaks and like kind of fantasy casting. Yeah. And how great, how much better this movie would have been, or just like how kind of wild it could have been if you had like, like if the, the Metatron was fucking Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> just I mean, Anthony Hopkins in one shot. Not that, not that it would be that they would have that kind of money, but I think it would have been, I don't know, like I love, I loved Alan Rickman in this. Yeah. Uh, I also felt like if you were to, kind of do a little time travel not like in the movie but just kind of like again fantasy casting like a tilda swinton mm. probably would have made, uh, made a great metatron i don't know yeah well i feel like she's kind of played that role in a different movie so that would be an easy fit like yeah, in just, like, like in constantine she's in gabriel uh juan pointed out to me that constantine and dogma have the same storyline <laughs> 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 oh, God, I never noticed that. <laughs> if you watch them, they're, they're kind of trying to get to this. Like, it's the same goal, you know, um, <laughs> kind of the same characters, too. It's really interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, I never noticed that. But I, I think Alan Rickman is like hands down probably the best part of this movie. We discussed this in the other one, too. It was like because Fiorentino is so bad. But Alan Rickman's like he's solid. I don't think he's the person that needs to re be replaced in this movie. Um, no, I just, I'm not saying he needs to be replaced. No, if any, I mean, Fiorentino probably needed to be replaced. I was just, it was more like a what if kind of, uh, just a, again, thing. Uh, what if, yeah. But like the first, yeah, the first thing I thought was like, I loved Rickman and I'd be like, what if he just had like Anthony Hopkins in there for some reason? I don't know why I landed on Anthony Hopkins. Would have carried like, a greater weight. <laughs> what? Would have carried a greater weight. 
For sure. Yeah. Probably, yeah, not gotten paid much. <laughs> it was funny because, yeah, there's the, 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 this was the movie that really pushed uh, uh, Jason Mewes to be a better actor. He, he simply didn't want to piss off Alan Rickman. <laughs> okay. learned, I remember that story. Learned everybody's lines just so he didn't fucking um, bring everything to a grinding halt, which I thought was pretty pretty wonderful, actually. He's yeah. a very sharp guy when he's not like, so are you ready to fuck me yet? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um are there other things that kind of stood out to you as having aged poorly besides realizing that it isn't so great but uh, but 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 okay so kevin spent let me get back to this because i was thinking about this earlier the nostalgia factor is like such a huge point of interest for me and plus watching this with people is probably much better too um I think Kevin Smith movies are definitely movies you should watch with a group of people if you choose to watch them again. <laughs> Not that I would recommend. I would recommend two Kevin Smith movies, and that's Clerk and Chasing Amy. Uh, those are the two I would recommend to for anyone to rewatch. But if you're going to watch a Kevin Smith movie, I recommend you watch it with people. I watched Mallrats sometime last year with a group of people, and I was like, this is great. And then when I rewatched it again to talk about it for the podcast, I was like, I'm never, I would never watch this fucking movie again in my life. Like, <laughs> this movie's dead to me. Like, this is the last time I will see this movie. I, I have, I have this thing in my life where I think about the last times I'm gonna do something. Like, like when's the last time I'm gonna eat like a Snickers or something? You know, <laughs> like there's gonna be that time where I'm gonna eat the last Snickers I'll ever have. Maybe it's already happened. Definitely, that's the last time I'll ever watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would yeah i would i would feel weird about watching it especially if i hadn't seen it i i kind of i get where you're coming from but i would feel the opposite just because like what if it's like awful and then you share that with everyone in the room <laughs> yeah but that's kind of the feeling around a kevin smith movie it's just like you know it's going to be a little awful and like problematic but that's kind of like uh <laughs> I, you know other than I think just how fucking sexually aggressive Jay was at times on and off. I think that was, I, I think that was probably, I can't really think of much else that really made me like kind of just feel weird or cringy. Yeah, for sure. But I think Kevin it's Smith. More -twisted. It's more like, I love the, I love the, the idea behind it. I think, I think there's a, the, you know, organized religion just screwed up one truth and turned it into a bunch of, you know, uh, a bunch of untruths um and it just yeah like you know whatever you believe in doesn't matter as long as you like can believe in something it's a little ham fist it's very corny i think that's my biggest problem with this movie in rich in hindsight is that it's is corny it's, it's just corny um and it's corny in the sense of like a like a kids like an 80s kids fantasy adventure like this is yeah so you know other than ended but it's just way more sexually aggressive yeah but in i think it's I, I the the thing I would like to admit is that it's been more informative. Like all Kevin Smith, like Kevin Smith as a director and a filmmaker has been informative to like my uh, just whatever's going on in my head at this point. Um, and I think that's why people responded to his movies when they like how they did at the time. Um, but it's just like just like that incel energy that we talked about before um, mm -hmm. that just doesn't fall right now. And like it just it doesn't land at all like it's just a little bit too much of that and that's why like he's just not as relevant anymore why these movies probably won't go down in like the pantheon of like movies that you need to see and probably why criterion won't re-release <laughs> chasing Amy on blu-ray or something <laughs> do you think i, I like i don't know i hope chasing Amy would get because I, I feel like it, that does deserve but i mean yeah you're never gonna see like strike back or tusk 
you know, on any collection. Although I did, I, I like, again, I, I will say I like Tusk more than I thought I would. Uh, and that's it. I haven't uh, seen it. I stopped at Red State. Not that Red State was like horrible, but it just like wasn't, it was, maybe it was horrible. I don't remember, but it really, Tusk, it really turned me off from the rest of his movies. It's silly. Tusk is silly, but it's kind of gross. So I don't know. I, I, I found it. And the fact that it came from Kevin Smith, it felt like, just a breath of fresh air, just someone trying something fucking different. Yeah, and, for and, sure. I appreciate the guy as a speaker and a deeply thoughtful person. Even now, he's critical of his old movies, which is great. You know, we should all be allowed that. Um, yeah. But also, there's, there's, it's just a, a, it just came. Clerks three just came out. I have not seen it, but I've, I've heard uh, wonderful things. I, you know, probably. I wonder how much of that comes from nostalgia. Uh, just you know, having those characters back for one more go. You know, how much of it is you know. In, in this world now yeah but that's you know that's yet to be seen so but i need to watch it i mean yeah as much well, as i don't, as much yeah, as I don't want to <laughs> yeah, no, i think that the biggest the biggest things that irked me was uh i don't know it's jay but even then it's it's jay but i think also you can you can feel linda fiorentino's like in character and out of character, just kind of uncomfortability with it all. So you're just kind of, you know, it's just, you're just kind of looking at it, waiting for him to kind of turn back into the funny Jay. Yeah. Rather than the one that's just trying to, yeah. So that, that part, those parts fucking irked me a little bit, but other than that, it's just, I don't know. It's just like a cartoon. Yeah. Just- I think, um, I mean, I appreciate a director or a writer who's willing to dive into uncomfortable characters or unlikable characters in a sense, mm-hmm. but I think Kevin Smith isn't clear with the idea that we're not supposed to like them you know? <laughs> or that he doesn't like them, you know, like yeah. uh, Jay seems to be having a lot of fun in this movie and, and, and seems to be one of like Smith's favorite characters probably. Um, and that's the thing. Like Tarantino plays with like shitty people all the time and like, and it works to yeah for the most part, you know, because we understand that, we're in the, the headspace of a shitty person and um and we just like fucking like that shit. <laughs> like, it well, gets people up. To, yeah, it's fun to live that way via somebody else. For, yeah, yeah. For but um, always under the impression that we're living in the world of like scummy people. Um that's just not the impression you get in a Kevin Smith movie. Um sometimes it goes the other way. And that was my problem with Mall Rats is that Brody's a piece of shit, but he gets to be the hero, you know? Yeah, what what fucking weird movie was that like? I, I almost almost like a revenge. That's more of a revenge of the nerds, or but he was trying to say that was his Porkies too. <laughs> I remember him saying that like, oh yeah, we're just making Porkies in a mall. Ah, which that didn't age well. I no no what Porkies no no <laughs> or more rats. or revenge of the nerds. Yeah, those are all going to the same grave. <laughs> See, Clerks the animated series though that was that's precious. That'll never. Yeah, never, I mean, never. yeah, because his style like really lends itself to a cartoon, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's the other. I don't know. Like, what, what's the order like time wise? So, like, what did uh, did the the aneurysm kick everything off? I, I remember I said I think that was the thing that kicked everything off. Uh, the aneurysm. Oh, that ties all these things together. Or the timeline. It, yeah, the timeline, then Clerks happens, or did Mallrats happen? I think Clerks happened, then Mallrats. Caitlin Brick. No, because, oh, wait, wait, wait. Would Mallrats be before Clerks? This is interesting. I have, I've never thought about this. So has she, 
she already had the aneurysm in Clerks, right? Yeah, because she was there. The funeral happened then. Oh yeah, so wait, Mallrats happened first, and then Clerks. Okay, yeah, and then and then Dogma. So my whole thing is that like just after watching Dogma and then going and watching like little bits of chasing Avia, just so just in the universe in which this all exists, like these two. Uh, constant characters chainsaw but went from this like touching like trail of just like finding yourself as a person sexually romantically you know just all this it's just, just rubber poop monster <laughs> <laughs> well no, I, I see how they're a pair with like sexuality and religion which seems to be the big things on his mind aside from mm-hmm. dick and fart jokes uh so it's it's admirable that he made a movie about his like sexuality and struggling with that and being inadequate and struggling with that to a movie yeah. about struggling with his religion, but just, I mean, not effective at all. Well, you know, not at all. I'm not going to render it, like, completely useless. Um, but it's just not as effective as Chasing Amy. Um, but it is, like... Stylistically, too. It just, like, like, you went from this kind of, like, thoughtful, sensitive indie film to just... This, just this, I don't know. It was like like goons. <laughs> I think it's the shit monster is the thing that really does it, <laughs> which is like not bad in itself. Like I enjoy that part. I think that's like pretty funny um, to have a it's shit. Well, well, the way that they put it together, like again, the script is tight. It's almost too tight. Yeah, and the way that the exposition is presented and like and just how everything is answered yeah uh, yeah i, I think yeah the sequence of scenes it's just like back and forth back and forth and uh it's one of those movies you realize like oh i didn't realize that like so little happens in this yeah you know it's just like oh they're only in a couple places before they're like at the end you know um yeah so it's tight in that way which is like not to say that it's like a credit to to its structure or anything <laughs> but the fact that uh, this movie takes place in so few scenes or so few things happen. Um, it, it's it, yeah, it, it is a little bit jarring because it does feel a little epic in my memory, like you said, you know. But I guess that's the imagery. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, it was. Like, it was way it, I thought it was just way more of an odyssey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really felt like that because I mean, I mean, I guess mostly it's the journey that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon take, and then like at the end when they like reveal their armor and their wings, it feels epic in scope. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know the sh- shit monster and the dick jokes just really bring it down there. <laughs> yeah. Wingspan was like Kevin Smith's uh, giant uh, tarantula, the mechanical spider, sort of. That was the big moment, I think. Oh, you mean from Wild Wild West? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was his <laughs> giant. Like well, that was the money shot. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, yeah, no, and. Again, it, it leads back to like I really enjoyed their journey way more than than Bethany and 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 Jane's Silent Bob's journey. Rufus, like I could have that that could that could have been just a, an ongoing TV show, really, if it wanted to be. It would have been fucking yeah. Incredible. He can bring that back, and I watch that for sure. I'd be excited about that. Yeah, just make like a dogma series. Of yeah, sort. that goes um, to show that Kevin Smith has always misunderstood what people like about his movies or what's effective about them. <laughs> He's got no style. So, also, Jason Lee, wonderful in this fucking movie. I really enjoy him. Really, I I, I don't like the character of him. I like okay, I like Jason Lee, but it's I don't like him. him. It's more him. Okay, yeah, I could see him yeah. as like a, a screen presence, but like I feel like he's trying to play too cool as Ezra, like you know, like too slick. 
And Jason yeah. and I don't I don't see Jason Lee as a guy who's that slick. I see him as like more like a like a goofball, you know. It's fair. Yeah. I think I just I think every t- I don't know every time I see him and like I don't I don't know I guess he quit acting. I but, think so. So I don't know. It's just a little nice blast from the past, but uh, yeah, yeah, he could he could have played the character different, but I just like him a lot. I yeah, I mean he is great. I, I, I knew he was a skater, and I had never seen him skate. I looked up Jason Lee skate videos the other day, <laughs> and a lot of them are just like him, like just pedaling along on his skateboard, <laughs> like not doing any tricks. Yeah, well, because he's a he is a pro skater, you know. I think he invented like three sixty flip or something, like you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was like respected skater. Um, but a lot of his videos are just like him not doing tricks, like just pedaling along. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, I get, that's the Jason Lee vibe. Don't <laughs> do that anymore. <laughs> uh, which, uh, yeah, which makes me want to like cover Vanilla Sky. Have you revisited that? Revisited that? Age. Uh, well, I think about it, and I still don't like it. Yeah, it's aged in interesting ways. I do not hate not it. Like I, I thought I would hate it. Like I was really invested in that movie when it was. Yeah, out. I remember. That's another one that we I was around for. We watched that together, and like I remember it being like this big fucking moment. And then like a few years passed, and I was like, that movie was kind of shitty. Yeah, it's a little weird, but uh, you know, I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. I thought it would be like more embarrassing to watch it because I was like, why was I into this so much? But I think it'll, I think it'll provide the same nostalgic feeling that this movie provided in the sense that it's kind of goofy and silly. <clears throat> and yeah. but, you know, it just takes you back to a simpler time yeah. when it felt bigger than it actually is. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I would love to do that with you, actually. Uh, I'm going to yeah. wrap this up because I'm going to splice this with the other one, and I don't want to have a three-hour podcast in my hands. <laughs> okay. yeah. And we are running out of time on Zoom. But, Al, tell us what you're doing. Um, yeah, where can we find you? What are you doing now? Um, well, where's your music at? Because it's very good. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, right now, the Harmed Brothers are on Spotify. We are preparing for a, uh, a festival here in Cincinnati, in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, called the Whispering Beard Folk Festival. Uh, look it up. It's at a place called Carriage House Farm. I guess it'll be out before. It'll be out soon. This will be out soon. In the next couple of days. It's going to take me a while to get through that, but I'm going to have it out in the next two or three days, probably by, it'll hopefully be- by Monday. All right, then it'll be Friday and Saturday of this of this coming week or whenever this comes out. Okay. So, the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Uh, also, alexcelcido.bandcamp.com. Uh, that's where you find some of my solo efforts uh, and my sad boy songs. And then I'm on Instagram at Memorial Highway HWY. Uh, same on Twitter for my weird dark thoughts. Uh, and I'm almost done with season three of The Sopranos for the first time. So. Ooh, that's something I need to get to. That's like. Yeah. I put it off for too long, so it's fucking wonderful so far. Ah, yeah, I keep. I that's one of those shows that I'll, I've watched the first episode like five times and haven't been able to get past it. But I will. But I will. <laughs> there's, one, there's like one. There's like one scene that I saw a long time ago, and I'm waiting to get back to that scene, and then I'll be finally caught up with everything. So we're halfway through. All right, Al, I'm gonna let you go. I love you, man. Uh, I love you. Too. See you Talk soon. Ah, yeah, dude, have a good. You're doing a show tonight, right? Uh, no, tomorrow night, actually. Right. Well, but, have a good show tomorrow night, then. I love you. Thank you. Love you, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And there it is. One full season of Film Slob. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate all of you. Thanks to everyone who listened to every episode. Thanks for anyone who listened to any episode. 
thanks to all of our guests and first and foremost thanks to patrick kelly for being here for me this entire time patrick you're so smart thanks for talking to me i appreciate you i love you and to all of our guests, Juan Rubacalva for being our first guest, Jordan Amando for coming back on over and over and having a good time with me, Josh Calixto, my inspiration for starting this podcast, thank you for coming on, Patricia Kelly for being hilarious, Marisol Muro for being strange, Joey Shope, thank you, Justin Willoughby, thank you, Roxy Menendez, my wife, Mrs. Filmslop herself, thank you for coming on and being such a wonderful guest, O'Brien Navarro. Thank you for being so interesting and funny. Alex Alcido, thank you, brother. I'm glad you finally met it on. I'm glad you were so excited about doing it. So, we'll see you next season. It'll be a little different, but we'll be back. I can't stop doing this. I love this. Thank you, Randy Flores, for doing the music. Thank you, Stevie Gonzalez, my sister, for doing the artwork. Thank you, Wendy Pert, my oldest sister, for hooking me up with this recording station to get this started. Couldn't have done it with all of you. So excited to continue. Maybe even with a new look. I'll see you all next time. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Take it easy, slobs. <laughs>